I am Consciously Curious, a podcast for those that are searching for a career or cultivating meaning within their own space. We've had anesthesia providers to barbers, dog behaviors to airline pilots, white collar to blue collar, entrepreneurs to passion projects. Life's too short to not produce meaningful work. Join me, Victor Chan, as we deep dive within various industries. I'd love to hear your feedback, so feel free to leave a comment. I hope you find some value within these conversations, but more importantly, I hope it sparks a meaning within your own space. In this episode, we're at McDermott Law Group in Homewood, Illinois. We chat about the different areas of law they practice, like criminal defense, DUIs, personal injury, and family law. We also learn about what it takes to open a private practice and the importance of being relatable. You can find them on Instagram and TikTok at NotYourTypicalAttorney. Please enjoy my conversation with David McDermott. Well, Dave, welcome to the show. Thanks. Um, I want to just open up by kind of sharing what the pandemic has been like for you. Has it been, has it affected you in any way? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, so I'm personally, I'm a very hands-on, I like to interact with people in person type Mm -hmm. individual. So from that perspective, it's had a tremendous impact on this business. I mean, everything from the initial meetings with clients, uh, which are done by phone or by Zoom, there are a lot of attorneys that take consultations over the phone I don't do it you know we give free consultations but I want people to come to the office because I want to be able to meet with them I want to be able to you know interact with them in person be able to communicate with them in person because Mm -hmm. you get a far better idea of what you're getting into as an attorney and they get a far better idea of what they're getting into as a client um, you know meeting in person so that's been affected Um, preparation for for these cases uh, because a lot of these cases you know people would rather talk about you know what what occurred over the phone or what's going on over the phone that obviously that that is a bit of a hindrance mm-hmm. um discovery which is all that material all that evidence documentation that's that's you know exchanged between uh sides you know you want to be able to do that in person to an extent and a lot of times people are asking hey would you mind you know mailing certain mm. discovery we can't mail discovery on criminal matters but on civil matters you know usually we can but still that's that's a bit of a hindrance and then the the overall trial process yeah we are right next to a police station and oh, fire department so we're gonna have hey, some shout out homewood fire fire yes department. absolutely absolutely <laughs> um so uh so yeah the, the hearings and the and the trials that that's yeah. significantly affected and i'm not gonna bore you with different you know um various different specifics but i'll share something so for example in criminal defense matters um You've got individuals who, uh, given the nature of the charges, they are denied bond or they're given very high mm-hmm. bonds. And, and we're in a system, obviously, where you're supposed to be innocent until proven otherwise. But you've Should got, be. you've got uh, you know, you, you get all these allegations. The judge hears all these allegations during the course of a bond hearing and makes a determination, oh, my gosh, these allegations are horrible. You know, I, I've got I've to make sure the bond is really high for this individual, uh, make sure he or she, you know, you know, has to post a substantial amount of money if, in fact, they're able to get out. Or, alternatively, I'm going to deny bond, which 
you know, typically we have different ways of arguing against that, be able to go ahead and, and, and you know, potentially uh, reduce the bond or something along those lines. But what you have to understand with the pandemic and the significance of the pandemic and how it affects these cases is when you're holding somebody in custody, first off, the Cook County Jail, I'm pretty sure uh, I read some article on the fact that it was, it was the largest confined Mm. spreader, you know, um, of, of the coronavirus. So you've got all these people that are locked up and um, you have, you know, certainly this is one of the more significant things from a criminal defense uh, attorney perspective. You get these people that are locked up that the, the judges, you know, um, are putting in this, this, this box more or less um, and this it's spreading all over. I mean, their inmates have, uh, not inmates, um, detainees have died. Mm. Uh, and uh, you know, correctional officers over there have died uh, from the uh, from the from the virus. And Did they not get sent, sent out when they had respiratory symptoms, or they're not? So it's not like a it's not the typical checks and balances system that you would think it would be uh, in in multiple other areas of 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 life. You know, mm-hmm. this is this is the jail. So well, a I, lot I've, of times I've taken really inmates from the jail. What's that? I've taken inmates from the yeah, jail well, then as, you, then, as a medic. Yeah. Then you have you have you have an understanding of the significance of that. Yeah. But they're not going through and like to, and, and going through and saying you know there's not some sort of intake form that says okay what's your true, what, true. what's your what are your prior uh, you know health uh, issues and yeah. so you've but what I was going to say is is it's actually twofold. So you've got the you've got the bond issues in the very beginning mm. and um, that's an issue. But you also have something called the Speedy Trial Act. Which says, you know, once once you demand trial, uh, they have to try your case within 120 days if you're locked up, within 160 days if you're out on bond. And this is for Illinois cases. It, it varies from state to state, and the name of it varies from state to state. But they have to go ahead and go forward the trial within this time. And uh, the there's a moratorium. There's 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 a stop on this uh, on on this uh, um, on this requirement on this on this very important right mm. that you have yeah. as an accused that's that's locked up or as an accused that's out on bond to be able to make sure that the state has to proceed with their case within so much time and they and the and the courts are like hey right now we're not going to enforce this so you've got all these people that are that are locked Long, up longer than they can't yes so they don't have there there's nothing forcing the prosecution and understandably so to an extent with respect to the prosecution but it's not understandable with respect to the accused that's sitting in jail right. that can't afford bond or that that is being denied bond based on allegations that haven't been proven, and and, and you know in the, in in the middle of a pandemic where it's spreading very quickly in that uh in that in that jail. So what happens? Do they do they get let out or they're they're sitting there? Long, they're even, sitting even there if longer. Even it's longer than one sixty. It, it if it's one twenty when you're locked up and it's longer than one twenty. Yeah. And they're not and they're not uh, doing anything to you know that's they weren't doing anything to uh, to address this issue i mean they, they said you know what sorry we're trying to do everything that we possibly can and i i get the the balancing act of trying to figure out all these different things for the very first time and i get the fact that you know even judges are trying to figure out zoom and 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 the, the sheriffs are supposed to figure out everybody's supposed to automatically you know overnight have some sort of understanding of how these different um you know these different uh um softwares you know these different uh sites Absolutely. work yeah and uh I mean, I get it from that perspective that there's a lot of new technology and that they're trying to do as best as they possibly can with the technology and with the circumstances. I understand that from from that that perspective. What I don't understand is the perspective of the accused, who again, we're we're in a system where you're supposed to be innocent until proven otherwise. Yeah. And you're sitting, you're as an accused, you're sitting locked in a jail 
where you know the this this uh, virus is running rampant and you, you there's no way to you know to to address that and when we we've we brought countless motions to reconsider bond and we were successful on on a good number of them but you've got some of them uh, again, I don't want to bore you, but the, the technicalities, the statutes where the, where the court is afforded a certain amount of discretion if, in fact, these different um, elements are satisfied to go ahead and deny bond. And um, they're denying bond to, these, to, to certain individuals with more serious uh, um, you know, crimes that are being charged. And hmm. they're sitting in there with, with no way of, of getting out and with no way of expediting the proceedings that, you know, the, the case, the charges that have been brought against them. And to me... Uh, Victor, I, I handle a lot of high-end self-defense matters. Mm. So matters where people had to defend themselves, um, generally speaking, with a gun uh, against an aggressor. Mm. And, uh, um, you know, I've been handling this. It's, it's a niche area, um, and I, I, I'm attracted to this particular area. Uh, and so I'm handling these these cases, and I, you know, I've got situations where I believe it's... Uh, it's um, it's certainly a self-defense case, and you're not being charged with self-defense. Obviously, you're being charged with attempt murder. You're being charged mm-hmm. with murder, but it's, an, it's a self-defense case. And if, in fact, there's a finding that it is self-defense, you know, um, ultimately, you're not, you know, you're 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 not guilty. You're not going to be found guilty, um, at least in theory, uh, depending on who the trier of fact is, of course. But so you've got cases like that. I've got an individual right now that I just really feel for him, for his family. Uh, he had to defend himself, and um, I, I'm I'm pretty familiar with the the um, the uh, allegations uh, with respect to this particular client. I've read through a lot of the, the majority of the discovery has already been tendered, so I've had an opportunity to review that discovery. And I truly believe this is a case of self-defense. And the judge is basically shut off from hearing it. He's just like, you know, I've decided that you know that this is. You know that this that these elements have been satisfied, so I'm going to hold this person in custody. And it doesn't matter that there's a pandemic. It doesn't matter that you know so many people have lost their jobs. So on top of the fact that you've got health issues, you've also got somebody that's in custody, um, that's that's accused uh, of of you know this particular crime. That now is the is was the primary breadwinner, and other individuals in the family have lost their jobs. Mm. So. Ripples. Now more than yeah. anything else, they really need that that additional support, that additional financial support. So you, you're there's multiple. You're right. Ripples. There are multiple different people that are affected by, by these decisions, um, and, and there's a lot of discretion. I think sometimes an abuse of discretion, um, and a lack mm. of you know truly understanding uh, the significance of 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 what our system was 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 built on, which is that whole innocent until proven otherwise. So. You know that's that's certainly something that's had a significant impact on my practice, on, on my clients' lives, uh, with respect to this pandemic. Interesting. Um, you made a, a video recently about voting for judges. Ah, uh, yeah. And and there are, there are materials out there where you could research judges, but mm-hmm. does it go in depth into like how do you know if a if a judge ruled one way or another, and like if if someone was supposed was innocent and they you know, denied bond or whatever, you know, like how do we, how do we know that? How does, how does the people make an educated? Well, as a general rule, when something like that happens, it's not like, you know, as attorneys, it's not like we're out there, you know, blasting the judges, you know, we're not, we're not out there, you know, posting articles or, or, or content on, on online for people to review. Um, so it's a good question. There are a number of different things that judges have decided, different ways that judges have decided that have been, um, captured, 
by some form of media mm. that because of the the age that we're in the ability to be able to go ahead and just you know google different uh names and and find out different information you can find a lot from that um you can you can if 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 there's a there's a race for a particular judge that you're very interested in um, you can you can contact their different uh, there's the bar associations have gradings you know they they grade all these different judges and they come out with a you know um, some sort of uh, qualified not qualified type mm-hmm. of uh, depending on which bar association you know reviews you're looking up uh, so that could be helpful um, you know you you very often a lot of the judges at least from the judges that are presiding over criminal matters um, they have a state's attorney background because mm-hmm. the state's attorney's office is a good launch, you know, launching pad for, for running for, for judge. You know, you have the, you have the support of the state's attorney's office um, and uh, your colleagues. And um, so it's, there, there are a lot of people that, that become judges that were former state's attorneys. And to be fair, I, I know some, some judges that are former state's attorneys that are excellent judges. Fair, I mean, very, right? very excellent judges. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, very, they're very thorough, and, and I don't see any way in which it's affected their ability to be impartial. But to be honest and just forthright, I see certain you know uh, judges that have a state's attorney background that are certainly, in my mm-hmm. opinion, slanted um, with respect to their judgment. And I know that doesn't sound all that professional to say, but I'm speaking from my experiences yeah. and, and my particular uh, Thank you. point yeah. of view. And I think that that, that that certainly does play a role. And, and I think as a, as a general rule, I'm sure if you saw in the, the, the video, uh, I'm sure I uh, referenced the fact that people get so caught up, so emotionally invested in the presidential race. And I get it, you know, and I'm not going to talk politics, but I get the fact that people get caught up. And I get the fact that, you know, people are very, you know, um, very vocal about about their positions, their respective positions. Um, and and maybe even like the governor's race uh, sometimes, especially here in Illinois, because the governor's just spent more than most, you know, presidents uh, have spent before in the past yeah. running for, for office. Uh, he had a billionaire against... Uh, multi 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 millionaire um uh in this most recent election um so i know there's a lot of money spent so I also again people get very you know um you know very involved and and, and emotionally attached to, to one candidate and 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 you know voice quite a bit of uh you know opinion in mm-hmm. that respect but when's the last time you had any detailed discussion about or you heard any detailed discussion about who's running for a judge now with 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 all due respect to everybody that has this you know emotional attachment and they're very you know um very intimately aware of 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 all these different you know issues Mm -hmm. um excuse me that may that 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 they see as being excuse me you know, very powerful issues mm-hmm. um, from a presidential platform. But how long does it take for a lot of those issues to actually come down to the point where they actually right. affect each of us on a day-to-day basis? A, a day-to-day yeah. basis? Right. Whereas these judges, you know, um, people go to vote and they're like, oh, I recognize this name, you know, I'll vote for this person. Or or this is a man or a woman, so I'll vote for this person. Forgive me, I didn't silence the phone. Oh, it's okay. Um, you know, so you've got, you've got all those, you've got, uh, you've got all these different candidates that are... Um, that are running and they're getting votes based on their name. Um, maybe it's name recognition, or maybe it's just the you know um, just the the fact that oh this sounds like an an, an Irish judge, this sounds like a, a Mexican judge, and you and you know African American judge. You might think that it's it's silly, but a lot of people vote you know based off of right. based off of names. They'll vote based off of gender, mm. um, and um, and they obviously vote based off of you know a party affiliation. And you got a lot of these people that. Um, 
that are not uh, that are that are supposedly affiliated with a particular party, but they're running on that party on that on that slate or on, under that you know party uh, because of where they're at geographically, mm. and they don't necessarily share the the, the views of wow. that 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 party. But this is how they're going to get elected. So there's just a lot of different um, there are a lot of different uh, judges that get on the bench that really. Uh, nobody did any research to be able to find out anything about them. You know, they, you know, and, and it's sad. And you, um, as an attorney, as, as, as a litigator, somebody that I, I do a lot of uh, litigation, I'm, in, I'm, I'm arguing in front of a number of these different judges on a, on a very frequent basis. And, you know, I immediately, I'm like, you know, that it, it raises questions like, how did you get what's, here? What's going on? Yeah, what's going on here? So, uh, again, I don't mean to hurt anybody's, you know, it's not to, to hurt feelings or anything, but from my perspective, again, you know, that's, 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 you know, that's an issue. It's a, it's a, it's a common, um, cool. Thank you. Issue. Yeah. Um, before we get too deep, um, you also practice, uh, family, family law? This firm practices family the law. We, we do, this is a general practice. Gotcha. So we, we, yeah, it's a lot of, uh, we do injury and malpractice and, and DUIs. Stuff. Well. DUIs, I, I, I love some sick, twisted way. I really like, <laughs> like DUIs. Like getting people out of DUIs. I, I just, I like the, it's not about, some of you are like, hey, you know, oh, so you're putting these people back out on the streets so they can drive again or, you know, it's, 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 this is, this is part of my, this is, this is obviously a part of my job. And I think, you know, there's a certain amount of, uh, hypocrisy out there, um, you know, with with respect to DUIs in general, uh, and the reason I say that is, um, I I know many of these judges, for example, um, you know, I know that I, I know a lot of judges on and off the bench, you know, I, I've 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 been out uh, um, with different judges or at different places where different judges are are, are at, you know, um, and and as a general rule. You know, it's you see different. You see people drinking. You see them going and and, and and getting in their cars and they're driving, and then you you see you know people passing judgment on other people that that have done it, and 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 it's not against the law to drink and drive. And people think that that's against the law. It's a it's against the law to drink to the point where you're impaired, and then drive. So there's a big difference. So you know, when winning these cases, when I'm addressing, when I'm when I'm trying these cases, and I I I've try to substantial amount of uh, DUI trials, you know, you have to keep that in mind. You have to keep in mind, you know, those two things, the bigger picture, the fact that, you know, this is a, a bit of a double, um, you know, standard. Sometimes it could be viewed in that, in that respect. And you also have to, uh, meaning that, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people are quick to judge. Hey, look, you know, these people, this, this person's got a DUI, like why are you representing this person at a DUI? And, and I get it. And I, and I, sincerely get appreciate and understand the fact that you know that um that people have died uh because of uh, drunk drivers and and i don't that's that's not something you know that that to, to just gloss over that's it's very significant people have died because of people texting on their cell phones too you know there's there's there, there are a lot of different um you know reasons a lot of different things that are causing these 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 very tragic accidents and, and i'm not making light of it from a dui standpoint but you know, representing these different individuals, you've got, you've got people that, that make mistakes too, mm-hmm. that get in a car, that shouldn't have been driving, that get in a car for whatever reason they're driving. And, and just along the lines of DUI, you know, the laws are very different. People aren't really fully aware of, of, of the significance of the laws. So when they're quick to judge people that are charged with something or, or, or quick to judge people that are representing people that are charged with something, mm-hmm. you can, for example, 
you went to a party, uh, you had, you know, you, you had some drinks, uh, you know, it's, it's a friend's birthday party, it's at a local uh, bar, you have some drinks, you get in your car, you start to drive, you're about a half block away, and you're like, you know what, I'm in no condition to drive. You pull your vehicle over, you park on the side of the road, and you turn off the car and you go to sleep. The police are, are called and they say, hey, somebody's parked, you know, outside of my, you know, maybe, maybe you pull in a residential area. Somebody's parked, you know, um, uh, right in front of my house, um, on the street, of course, uh, you know, they're, they're parked there. I don't know what they're doing there. The police come just for like a, a safety check. Mm-hmm. They, they ask some questions. Uh, you know, the person rolls down the window. There's brief communication between the officer and the, and the individual in the car. And the officer's like, have you been drinking? And next thing you know, they're being charged with a, with a DUI because you can, in fact, be charged with, with uh, driving on the influence of alcohol even when you're not actually driving your car. And that's the laws. So, you know, that's, that's the law. If, if in fact, you're, you have the ability to, to drive. There have been people that have been successfully uh, charged and tried for driving on the influence. They're sleeping in the back, back seat of their car, but because they have the key in their pocket in certain jurisdictions, wow. that's enough to be uh, considered driving or operating a vehicle while under the influence of alcohol. So, you know, you, it's, it's difficult for people on the, you know, on the outside looking in. They don't really understand the significance of, of all the different variations of how you can be charged. How, and How easy it is to yeah, make a mistake. Yeah, and, and, and on, in that case, do you really think that this person is making a mistake? Do you really think that, you know, that, that people are against drunk drivers um, would want, you know, certainly they could say, well, you should have never gotten in the car. I get that. I get that. You know, maybe you should have called Uber or whatever. You've, you've got your vehicle, but you get in the car and you recognize that this is not responsible and you pull over to sleep it off. And next thing you're being charged with a DUI and this is going to be, you know, like a bit of a scarlet letter because you've got this, you've, you've got, you've got this charge, um, you know, that, that's, that's hanging over your head and your, you know, your insurance, everybody, everybody, you know, is going to judge it in, in, in various different ways. I, you know, I think that that's, uh, that's, that's pretty significant. And why is it that public policy doesn't um, do something to, to have a lesser charge if, in fact, you have pulled your vehicle over? You know, why isn't that we don't have, have legislation that, that, that encourages people, hey, look, you've been driving, get off, you know, and you feel like, you, you feel like you've had too much? Yeah. Don't, don't, don't chance it. Pull over and, and um, you know, so some of these there's going to be some sort of lesser should, charge or something be, okay. if, in fact, they're going to charge you with it yeah. at all, you know? Yeah. And it's so crazy because somebody could just, if they knew the law, they'd take their keys out of the ignition, throw them outside the, the car, and then go to sleep. And then there's no, you know, there's nothing there. But people don't generally, you, you know. know I didn't learn this then in driver's ed. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So it's 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 an issue. And um, so I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm a, I'm a fan of, of, of DUI trials. I like trying DUI cases. But so, so, Okay. So personally, you do uh, criminal defense and DUIs? Personally, I, I, DUIs, it's a quasi-criminal case anyway. I mean, they say it's a traffic matter, but it's, you know, in, in, in Illinois, your first time, your first offense, it's a class A misdemeanor. It's punishable by up to 364 days in jail and up to $2,500 in fines, which makes it, you know, it, it, it has all the earmark. It has all the, the, the appearances of a criminal charge. So yes, I do a lot of, I do a lot of criminal defense. Um, my firm makes the, the most money in injury cases because that's, I mean, that's, that's a, that's a very, that's, that's a very significant money maker when you yeah. have su- substantial injury cases, but it takes so long. Most of these cases are settled and I'm a litigator. So I like, I enjoy going into court. I enjoy mm-hmm. arguing. I enjoy, you know, 
just getting in the ring and, and swinging on somebody and, and crazy enough being swung on. I like a good fight. I like it when I like it when somebody's when somebody is swinging back when they when they're educated and they're very they're very well prepped for a, for a case. I enjoy that because I'm like, okay, this is this is great. This is a this is a wow. great opponent, you know. And I, I like that. I like the fight. It makes me makes me feel that much more determined to win the case. Um, <laughs> hey, actually, that's a lie. I'm always determined to win the case. But it's it, it, it's 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 nice. It's nice when you've got when you've got a. Uh, you know, when you've got a, a great opponent you're up against in the in the courtroom, it's like this this chessboard. I love chess. You know, it's it's one thing to sit down and play chess with somebody, and 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 yeah, you can you can beat you know, if you're a decent player, you can beat the majority of people you're playing with. But there's no real challenge. You you could tell when you're when you're when you're being when you're when you're you're um, you're in a situation where you actually have to think yeah. and you actually have to go ahead and, and think several moves in advance as opposed to, you know, like a, a chess, a, a chess checkers game is what I call it, you know, where you're basically yeah. playing checkers in a, in, in, on a chessboard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you're just, you know, just thinking of the current, current moves. So, yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all interesting, Victor. It's, it's it, everything, everything around here is interesting. It's, it's, uh, that's what that's that's what keeps me up. So this is the longest, by the way, guys. This is the absolute longest that I sit in a chair. It is <laughs> absolute long. I do not. I yeah. He I, was pacing around. I earlier. am so yes. You have no idea. Like these these are wood floors because the, I've I've tried I've tried carpet in here, um, and I wear it out. And I'm talking about decent carpet. I wear it out because I pace all over the damn place constantly. And and I attribute that my my that's my only saving grace when it comes to like staying in some sort of reasonable shapes. You know because I. I I can't sit still. Uh, otherwise, I eat a ton, and I would, uh, yeah, I probably wouldn't be able to get out of this chair if it was just based off of what I ate. Um, so yeah, can you um, can you take it back to to childhood, high school, college? Like, at what did you think you'd be doing? You know, like if you the first moments you thought about your professional life, like after school, like what did you think you'd be doing? So you know, this is this is one of the reasons when you asked. Um, in fact, when you asked, "Hey, do you want to? Would you mind uh, me coming out there to, to interview you?" You know, uh, you said something along the lines of, "There are a lot of people." I, I was at one point. I was really. I think you said something about the fact that you didn't know what you wanted to do, mm-hmm. and you were, and you really want to be able to go ahead and provide some, you know, some some insight in these different uh, professions. And I think that's so very important to do that. You know, and, and attorneys are so very different from one another. So very different from one another. Um, in that respect, so you can interview twenty different attorneys and get twenty different, totally different ideas I, of what this profession is about. Yeah, go ahead. Well, what's the most is is being a litigator the most common f- thing that people think of when you hear attorney? I think you know I don't know what most people commonly think of because mm-hmm. I'm 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 on the inside looking out in that respect. Um, but I would think that that's what most people think of yeah. um, is is what you know an attorney. Uh, the the whole profession is all about is about litigating. But the the fact of the matter is. The majority of attorneys are transactional attorneys. They're 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 sitting at a desk. They're 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 typing up documents. You know, they might go to court from time to time, but they're not. That's not the 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 day to day. Whereas for me, I, I've I've had cases. Uh, I think uh, one day I had twenty one cases up in one day. So I mean, I've 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 always been very busy. Um, so I'm always in the courtroom. So that you had to litigate. 21 that you had to... Not litigate. Oh, okay, it was not okay. that I had to litigate on that day. So wow. litigation, as far as what I consider litigation, some people call it litigation if you have to go to court for anything. Mm. Um, but there are a lot of statuses, which are basically just telling the judge what the current status of the case is. But okay. I had multiple hearings up that day. Okay. I didn't have a trial up that day. I had multiple hearings up that day and then multiple statuses, and it was a balancing act. But getting back to what I was saying, the reason I was, I was venturing off here and before answering your question is because... 
I was very confused mm. when I was younger, okay? Um, I was told that uh, that I had to be an attorney, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna elaborate on that. That might that might bring up a whole bunch of different questions, but I'm not gonna elaborate on that. I'm just gonna say I was told that I had to be an attorney, but I was very confused. I was uh, I was very lost as a child as as a, as a youth. Um, I uh, I often joke around about it, but it's it's serious. You know, in high school, I probably would have been voted most likely to need an attorney, not to be one. Um, I I started off at a public school. I was in a bit of trouble at the public school. I was two years in. Um, and, uh, from my third year of high school, I went to, a, uh, went to a military school, um, so that I wouldn't, so I could avoid p- the potential of getting kicked out of the public school. Um, went to a military school, probably got in more trouble in the military school than I got in the public school. And the one year in military school that I was there that I got in the, the two years of public school, um, they had expelled me from the military school. Uh, like when I say I was a bit of a lost sauce. Mm. Well beyond uh, lost, um, I was troubled, uh, but but they had expelled me, and I was the very first. Uh, I was told at the time, which I was later told couldn't be accurate, but I was told at the time I was the very first person expelled from this military school, and like it was close to a hundred years that had been in existence, so maybe like ninety-seven years or ninety-eight years or something like that. It was just shy of a hundred years, from what I recall. But I was the very first person expelled from it. They had never told my parents anything about all the different things that I'd been doing, so they hadn't actually given them any notice. Oh no! So, so there was an argument. Hey, you you can't just drop all this stuff on us and, and tell him he's he's out of school. You're just now telling us for the first time that he had all these different, you know, uh, uh, issues, run-ins, whatever. Um, so they argued for it, and I still had two weeks left of the of the school year. So. They argued successfully uh, since they were able to since since I was able to stay in there apparently, and um, I was threatened within a you know inch of my life you know as to what what's gonna happen to me. So the least of my concerns was gonna get it, was being expelled if in fact I I officially got expelled uh, again a second time in the course of one year. Um, but then I went to a uh, um, so I was held back when I went to the military school. So I went from being a sophomore at a public school to being a sophomore. At the military oh. school, and uh, then when I transferred again, because they weren't going to take a chance uh, that I was going to get expelled the next year, um, wasn't a good bet at the time. Uh, when I transferred again, I transferred to a private school, mm-hmm. and that's where I met my wife. Um, and uh, we uh, we 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 were pregnant and married. Interesting side note, um, side bet. We were. This was a Catholic school, and. Um, you are allowed to continue going there if you're pregnant, but you are not allowed to continue going there if you're married. Sounds a little bit backwards. Um, I don't think anybody's been able to make sense of that, but, uh, but that was the, that was the case. So, um, um, I, uh, my wife, uh, for her senior year, cause this was her junior year, this was both of our junior years, um, uh, for her senior year, she ended up finishing at the, at the high school that I started off at. And I was able to, crazy enough, as much trouble as I got in military school, my grades improved quite a bit. Um, I didn't have the responsibilities at the house and around the house that I had out here. And as it turned out, I wasn't all that, you know, um, challenged as, 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 as they probably thought I was um, mm. mentally. So I was, able to, I was able to deliver. I was able to get decent grades. And I took this, uh, I took this, this, uh, I took this course on speed reading in military school. And I was reading faster than my, my speed reading teacher, and my comprehension rate was decent. It was in the, um, I think, I want to say it was in the upper 60s, uh, wow. lower 70s, with, with really fast, uh, you know, with pretty fast uh, speed Just reading. Just so, side tangent, what is the tidbit that makes you so good at speed reading? 
uh, scanning just, just like the middle of the like page. Or okay, like, so speed reading. So so speed reading itself. This is an interesting question. Yeah. It has nothing to do with no, the profession. No, but I, I love I love tangents. Speed reading. Uh, if you ever want to try speed reading, here's here's what you do. You take a book, and and in the very beginning, maybe take a take a book with with larger with larger print, larger uh, text. Uh, fine. And what you want to do is you want to take. We we are we're taught to read a particular way. So you sound out a word, and you sound out the word, obviously, from, from left to right. And you read from left to right. You read all the words from left to right. Yeah. And that's the way your eyes are trained. That's why your brain is, is trained with respect to speed reading, to be able to read from left to right. And uh, what you do is, you, in the very beginning, you take a, 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 a pen, and you put a, uh, you put a dot, or maybe a, a Sharpie, uh, and you put a dot above every two words. And what I want you to do then is you take a look at the dot. Um, you look at the dot above those two words. And you're going to, with your peripheral vision, while looking at that dot, you're going to absorb, you're going you're gonna to see those, those, the two words underneath it. You know, like me looking right over here at this camera, I'm seeing you, obviously, while I'm looking at the camera. Right. So we're not taught to, to read peripherally. So what you do is you have to reteach yourself to read um, differently. So you put it above two dots, uh, excuse me, one dot above every two words, and then maybe you change it to one dot above every three words, oh. and so on and so forth. And then you go from, then you eventually, you're able to, more or less, you're able to see almost the whole line, and yeah. eventually you're just starting, you start moving, your eyes are starting to move like this rather than this. Gotcha. So, and, and then you, obviously, you can reduce the, the size of the font and start reading, you know, more on a page and start seeing more of it. And then eventually, and then there are certain things which are just like, uh, cheaters, I want to call them. So, like the very first sentence of a paragraph, generally, uh, the way most writers write, the very first sentence of, of a paragraph, if in fact it's, especially if it's if it's uh, nonfiction, uh, are basically going to be that that sentence is going to basically be describing the thought that you're going to find that paragraph, obviously, because when you go to a different thought, generally you're going to a different paragraph. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just by reading the very first by putting a little bit more attention on the very first uh, mm -hmm. sentence, you're also getting an idea what's in that paragraph, which also allows you to to, to okay. cheat and to go a little bit faster, but Getting back to what I was saying, yeah. Um, so we're we're in this situation where where we are um, nuts about each other, and uh, and I, I say this all the time, but I've I've I'm such a screw up in so many different ways, and the one area that 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 you can really that, that you really need to get lucky, the one area you really need to get lucky, is who you who you're going to be spending your life with, mm. and I got. I mean, I just I, I, I got age. I got D's and F's in, in in high school, but I got an an A plus 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 wow. when it came to, to to lucking out when it when it came to my wife. So we we got married, and and she just got me. She understood me. So I didn't share with her a lot of the different. You know, when we initially got together because she would have ran the other way. I didn't share you know too much of my background, and I was determined more or less not to talk to anybody in this in, in this particular school because I just didn't want to get any more trouble. I it's not like I was looking for trouble. I just I had a way of finding trouble and trouble had a way of finding me and it just was it was a dangerous you know combination me and trouble so you know we we um we got married in high school and um i was able to catch up with my class because i used the speed reading the one the reason i started talking about speed reading i used that to to secure these grades at military school and then when i returned um i used it to to, to you know to catch up to get my to get my grades up to yeah. get my grades better so i was actually able to finish Still with the rest of my class by graduating or the summer school after everybody had graduated, I stuck around, got my summer school, and I graduated wow. still in the same year. Um, and then I used speed reading to go a little bit further. So 
I, I graduated high school in 92. I got my associate's degree in 93. I got my bachelor's degree in 94. I got done with law school two and a half years after that. So now they're just starting to, you know, the last few years they started talking about, hey, you can do a four-year degree in three years. I did a four-year degree in two years when, you know, yeah. four-year degree in three years wasn't even heard of. And I did, and I did law school in two and a half years after that. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was, it was, uh, it was just a determined, you know, the point in my life that really made sense as far as when I, you know, when I knew I wanted to be a lawyer was when I realized that I was going to be a father and that we were going to have a family and that, you know, uh, this was what I had already been told I wanted to do. It's just something that kind of just made, or this is already, this is what I had been told I, I had to do. So mm. it's something that kind of made sense at that particular point. And it just clicked. It's just like, hey, what am I going to do? Like, I don't know enough about what's going on out there. You know, I, I, don't, I don't know enough about these other these other jobs. And um, I just thought, you know what, this is this is what I've been told. Why don't I just go ahead and, 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 and make this happen? And I did. And I when I got in the profession, I went several years. I've always been in private practice. I went several years where I was just really unhappy um, as a lawyer. I was hmm. just really unhappy. And I was working for family. And it was a really bad, um, a really bad uh, severance in a relationship, which I'm not going to elaborate on. But there was a really bad uh, severance there, and uh, uh, it just, I, uh, I was literally locked out of an office, out of a family practice. I was literally locked out of the office, and I was the one that was doing all of the litigation for the mm-hmm. office. So I'm, I'm locked out of an office when I'm the one that's, the, I'm the face for all these different clients in, yeah. in court, and. Um, I had to. I had no savings because it was a family practice. I wasn't. I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't making that much money, um, and uh, I didn't have any. I had no savings for my future whatsoever, and I had to basically from there. I, and I was the sole breadwinner for for our little family because uh, my wife, um, when she finished with high school and went through college, she also uh, um, went in law school. She also got her JD, um, but we decided it just made more sense. For, for her to be with the children. We tried having other people watch our children and nothing was working. We were not happy with, with what was going on and we just felt like, hey, look, you know, there's no amount of money that's 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 worth, you know, the disconnect that we're, we're, we're missing from from not mm-hmm. being able to share this time, this, this day-to-day time. So I used to joke around about it, say we both go to court, you know, I you know except she goes to the tennis court because uh, she's a <laughs> tennis player. She's phenomenal at it. But, but, um, but yeah, so, you know, I was the only person working at this time and... Um, we uh when i lost when i got locked out of this office and i had no savings um and everything's dependent on me making money i mean we have virtually nothing in the bank and when i say virtually nothing in the bank i mean virtually nothing in the bank mm-hmm. it was a, a long time we were robbing peter to pay paul so it was, it was a it was virtually nothing in the bank whatever was was put in the bank account was basically being used for those bills um so it was a very scary time and what most people do during this time is um I mean, aside from freaking out, um, what most people do is, you know, they, they, they're immediately, they're, they're, they're immediately getting out there. They're immediately trying to figure out where am I going to go? Where am I going to go? But we had a, uh, we had a vacation planned with the children mm. to go visit with her parents out of state, my wife's parents out of state. And, um, our children were at an age where they really couldn't, wouldn't really appreciate the significance of me losing my job. So I wasn't really, I, I didn't want to I didn't want to put any real emphasis on this. They were they were old enough to know, you know, this was this was 2007. Um, they were old enough to know that you know something happened, but 
there were there weren't enough questions that would come with it because of their age. They didn't say, well, what about this or what about this? Or, Are we going to be okay? And so I wanted them to be as least affected by it as possible. Mm-hmm. And this happened in July of 07. And so instead of getting out there and immediately looking, we took off on, on the road trip. And I spent the time out there with my wife trying to figure out what we were going to do mm-hmm. to be able to make this happen and start up my own practice. And, and, um, we uh we we just we just did it. We made it happen. I got a I got a small business loan for fifty thousand dollars, which is huge, it's huge, huge wow. to me. And I got a fifty thousand uh, dollars business loan. And the reason I was able to get an SBA loan uh, for fifty thousand dollars is because uh, because I'm an attorney. I was an attorney, so you know that's there's certain there's certain um, professions I think that they they just regard as being a better bet the banks do just right. in, in general right. and I had I had been practicing there at that time for nine years um, from uh, from 98 through uh, through 07 uh, uh, approaching nine years um, and so the um, the the thing of it was they just they they, they gave me this I think it's like a more or less like a it's a small business loan but it's more like a furniture like get your office together type of you know thing as far as what I did I invested I invested in in some furniture like that couch for example was one of the very first you know things that I, I are we I got. in the same office that you started in no 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 not okay. at all that couch <laughs> and um and uh I uh invest in these other things these other pieces of uh, furniture for the for the office but I uh and, my, and one of my sisters showed up to help paint my brother helped you know my oh. little brother helped so you know people are you know we're putting this together for me helping to put this together and um, I really, I, I used the bulk of that money to take out phone book ads because then phone books were huge. So I'm, I'm dating myself quite a bit now. But 07, I mean, just, just you know, yeah. 14 years ago, phone books were huge. They were huge. So it was a, it was a major, like, that was, that's where, you know, you, you look for an attorney was on the phone book. You weren't looking for an attorney online at that time. You were really, the, the, the majority of the public was looking for an attorney in the phone book. And these ads were horrifically very very expensive and um i took out and committed to paying for these different phone book ads for like the the full page ads the very beginning just just went all out i i'm I'm a gambler at heart i love gambling i play a lot of i play poker i shouldn't say a lot of poker because i'd like to play a lot of poker but a decent amount of poker and um you know that's i i just gambled on myself we gambled on, on on us and um we took out these ads with with no no ability to be able to go ahead and cover this unless it started working. And I uh, it was crazy as my hair was shorter then, mm. and I had always had this more traditional uh, mm. uh, haircut that's that's that was more in keeping with the office that I was in and everything else. And when I went out on vacation uh, on this vacation, I generally cut my hair right around that time, and I didn't because we were just had so much going on, you know, stress wise and everything. I didn't cut my hair, so I was out there. And we were out there for a couple of weeks, and my hair continued to grow. And I came back, and it became like a just a subject of conversation. So the people at the courthouse are just starting to really, you know, recognize me more and more. They're like, "Ah, oh, you're growing out your hair, you know, Johnny Depp, this, and you know, just just different, like, oh, rock star, like this, oh, this whole this this whole crazy this this." And so I like I grabbed it and just ran with it. Like, all right, everybody's like, you know, this this rock star type attorney, you know. Um, so I'm like. Hey, I'll, I got that. I can, I can do that. That's fine. That's, that's a job I would have really liked to do if I had a voice or if I could act. But, um, but anyway, so I, uh, I started doing that and gradually things started happening. And, and I, 
this was July of 07 where I was locked out. In March of 08 is when I, I made my very first big purchase, and it's 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 still with me today as far as my vehicles. I'm, I'm a big fan of, of, of fun cars. Mm. Um, but it's outside, and it's 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 a... It's a pretty nice vehicle. It's not a typical attorney vehicle, and um, and and I and I started driving this car, and it the license plate I got for this car says "Never Lose," so it really started. The, the advertising is really the the advertising is what really you know what I really enjoy about about uh, it's not what I really enjoy about the profession, but I really enjoy the advertising with. In, in in conjunction with how I handle myself as a businessman, because I consider myself a businessman before an attorney, and the reason I say this is because I'm very much against the grain. Mm. People come into my office and they they're greeted in in, in jeans and and a t shirt, generally speaking, and and you know um, whatever crazy kicks I might be wearing for the day. I'm kind of um, basic today, but. You know, they're greeted in, in, in that way, and not just by me, but by other attorneys that I have working in my office, and, and by everybody. So it's, it's I really want to stress the, the whole relatable element, Absolutely. the relatability. And so we, we do that, and, um, and what, I, what I enjoy with the marketing is the whole not your typical attorneys, as you said. That's, you know, that's, 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 the, that's the branding behind what we do, and... and um, I just like going out there and I just like, you know, being me and not having any restrictions. And once I realized that I could just do that, I could grow the hair out. I could I could I could present myself however I want to be able to present myself. I could, you know, I could I could just uh, you know, communicate however I want to be able to communicate without barriers, without those traditional barriers um, you know, affecting how I'm going to communicate with my clients or affecting how I'm going to communicate with people over the courthouse. It just was it was it was embraced by so many people. Because they're like, hey, I can get behind this guy. I can understand this guy. And, you know, you, you've still got a bunch of people who are like, well, that's not professional. You know, I don't like the way this looks or I don't like the way this office looks. It looks more like, you know, like a frat house. And, yes, it does. And, and, and these, these bottles are all from clients. The, these, these, these other things that are on the walls, the majority of these things were purchased by, by clients. And, um, and so, you know, if people, people are very quick to judge. And, and it's crazy. I'm talking about judging because there's a lot of prejudice in, in, in my profession, you know, against my clients or, you know, and based on just 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 prejudging, just, you know, just based on, on, on prejudging what you hear. And it was crazy because when I picked up this car, people started saying, OK, well, this this guy is really, really, really doing well. He's I mean, he's he's mm. he's he's at the, you know, at the at the top here. He's at the, he's 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 one of the he's, he's a game changer. So. Um, just based off the, the, the type of car that I'm, that I'm driving at that time. And, uh, I just, you know, I just, I just rolled with it. I started really truly understanding, appreciating just how much people want to connect with somebody that's different. They want to, to connect with somebody that, that sets him or herself apart from, from others in the profession. And it's, it's just been, it's been a roller coaster. It's been all over the place since it's just been a yeah. lot of fun. I think authenticity is rare. Uh, and I, th- I think people do want to connect with authenticity because maybe in their own industry, you feel like you can't be yourself. You have to put on a mask. Yeah, you have to dress a certain way. I my hair was just as long as yours. Uh, not stuff. too so long. You're, ago. you're doing the reverse. Thanks, you're doing the thanks reverse. Thanks to the line. pandemic, my parents begged me. They're oh, yeah. like, it just to them, it looked unprofessional. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, but. I got compliments left and right. It's just like well, it, it sets us apart, you know. Like it sets us apart because people are like, um, 
people are like, oh, go to, you know, it's, I, I don't remember his name, but it's, it's the attorney with the long hair. It's the attorney mm. that's doing this, or it's the attorney that's doing that. And, and this, this, this office, this, we, we bought this building. Um, I want to say like, uh, I want to say it was like 2011. Mm. So maybe I've been here for, no, maybe 2012, close to 10 it's years. Almost 10 years, yeah. Um, we bought this building and, uh, it's an old bank building, so my my office is vault. in a vault. Yeah, around the corner, my office is in a vault. Um, but I mean, we don't generally meet with people. The very few people that come in here, I meet with them, you know, in, in this open area, so they feel more comfortable. We have a downstairs to this building, also with several offices down there, um, and we have uh, tenants upstairs that uh, that live upstairs. So it's a it's a it's a party it's a party place. It's 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 very fun. It's very relaxed. You've got the the bummer pool table. You got the foosball table. I, I'm horrible at foosball. I'm, I'm the guy you don't want to play in foosball. Everybody hates me in foosball because I just spin them as fast as possible, and I'm and that's what I'm trying to do to to, to make it. And that's what I'm trying to do to block it. And it's pathetic, and I know that. And I'm, I'm seeing a counselor about it. I'm trying to get over it. Um, but I'm I'm horrible at the game. But and we got vinyl in here. You know, we got chess. Um, I just bought in the Miss Pac-Man game, a real old retro Miss Pac-Man game, which is kind of lonely over there because it has oh, to be. Okay, cool. I have to give it a little love before um, putting it out, but. You know, and we have stuff downstairs. We just, we just like to, we like to relax. We like to have that type of atmosphere for people that are working here. I don't, I don't look at people as working for me. Um, I, I, I work with people, yeah. so I'm not one of those people. You know, when you're working at this office, you know, it's it's McDermott Law Group, so you expect, okay, well, who's this McDermott guy? You know, but it's not, it's not, a, it's it's not like that. You know, the other attorneys in this office, the, you know, paralegal secretary. I, I don't, I the way I feel about it is, it's. It's a, you know, regardless of what your position is in this firm or what you do for this firm, we are all necessary. So it's mm. it's all necessary for the client and we all work together. And um, this isn't exaggerated. Like you could you could talk to the people that work here. They're, they're, nobody's going to say that. I never ask anybody to do something. Um, I shouldn't say never because I'm sure there's an exception, but I, I, I you'd be hard pressed to find one without saying please. Mm. Um, even in text messages, I say, "Can you please do this? Can you please do that?" I never bark out commands, and and I always say, "Thank you." I mean, it's just it's just a part of it's it's a part of you know um, who I want to be, and and to me that's that's a big thing. So you know this mm. this this whole this whole you know being yourself and just doing your your own thing and letting your hair down literally figuratively it's there's there's a lot of truth to it. Vic. There's a lot of truth to just to just doing that, and regardless of whether it's in law. Or whatever profession it might be in, if if people if people can relate to you and they can they can vibe with you, they can they, they feel that energy coming from you, you're going to be better off in in, in general, regardless yeah. of your profession. Absolutely. So, what does your maybe hiring process look like? <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I'm 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 actually I'm exposed. I'm I'm basically naked if I answer this question because people are like, how how do you determine who you're hiring? It's an energy thing, guys. It's, I hear it's that very a lot. much an energy thing. So I don't have, I don't, you know, I, I have people that interview here that are that are that that have have attended some of the best law schools. Um, it's not about what law school you went to. I mean, that could be great, you know, if it if it ends up being, you know, that you're you're gonna be working here. It's great that it, you know, because a lot of people are like, oh, she went to so and such and such school, or he went to such and such school. So it could be it could be a great thing for you, but it's not what I'm looking for. Um, I'm not looking for your experience as far as where you've been, who you've been working for or with. Um, so much as I am, you know, I'm looking for somebody that's that's uh, relatable, somebody that's got a good energy, somebody that I think my clients can relate to, mm. um, that 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 is going to have patience, um, that is going to be able to deal with stress because 
we have a lot of fun here. Um, these bottles aren't just decorations. We 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 open these <laughs> bottles. Um, we very much open these bottles, and, and many of these bottles are like you know third, fourth generation of the, uh, of the bottle because they've been disposed of and replaced and disposed of and replaced several times. Um, we have a if we had a bottle graveyard, it would be pretty uh, pretty damn crazy by now. But <laughs> but I'm looking for people that get the culture of this office, that get what it is that we're trying to convey to our clients, that, and, and that's very simple. Um, there's a sense of relatability, which, which is very key, but there's also, you know, there's, there's, there's some depth. There's a sense of depth, and what I mean by that is it's not just about being relatable and, and okay, this person is signed, and now they felt like, well, you know, I've, I've got some, I get some fun people represent me or something along those lines. It's not that type of relatable. It's, it's, it's yes, that's important if they feel like they've got a connection there, but it's, it's, actually legitimately caring about your clients and your clients' cases. Mm. Um, and, you know, um, I, uh, I, you know, I, I give, uh, some discounted retainers from time to time from people that are referred in the office and, and, and I tell them, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to discount your retainer based on, based on this referral here. Um, because I believe in that. I believe in, 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 um, in referrals. Um, but, you know, I'm not going to in any way when I never discount it. I never discount how hard we fight for our clients. And it's not saying it for a pitch for pitch purposes or because this is being, you know, this is being captured on video. It's just it's just very it's very real. It's very much who we are. We 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 very we're we're, we're very determined to find different ways to fight these cases and be able to get results for our clients in, in ways that people haven't fought cases before. And and I think that that I think that that's helped us to stand out and that's helped us to, to, you know, because our clients know that and because they, I'm just going to say that because they know it, mm. truly know that, we, that we've got their back and that we truly are, are going to fight for them, whatever area of law it might be. Um, I think that that's why we get the, the referrals and that's why we've garnered the, the, the trust that we have of this community. And, um, you know, I've, I've, I no longer do the phone book uh, advertising, but you know, I've got I've got television commercials, I've got movie theater commercials, I've got I've got a lot of different branding. Um, you know, there were no attorneys doing you know movie theater commercials. I would have like the last like a commercial, like a legit, you know, very well shot, very well thought out commercial um, playing before every single movie in certain theaters wow. all day long. You know, I mean, tons and tons of viewers. It had never been done before uh, from from you know this this huge company, this national company. So they didn't have any attorneys that were doing it. Mm. Um, and I just did it because you've got a captive audience or had a captive audience. Even that's changed because now people can buy their tickets well in advance, already have their specific seats. They don't have to worry about rushing, getting there early, watching all these different things. Um, so you got people like me that come in five, ten minutes late anyway because I know I've got my seat. Um, so, this, but but I've had you know I've had all these these different commercials. I, I have billboards uh, out there right now, which are very different. They're not like the 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 guy in a suit, you know, with his chest out or any of that type of stuff. Uh, it's it's, guy it's very much. It's, Glenn Lerner. He looks like he, he looks like the Rock with hair. He's he's he's, <laughs> he's he's you're in good shape, Glenn. You're in good shape. Uh, you appear to be in good shape. Uh, you know, um, fortunately, these these fights that I get into in the courtrooms, they're they're not like how physically you know in shape I am. So uh, I work out, but I'm just saying I'm not like this big buff guy on a, on, a, on a billboard with a suit on. It's impressive, man. Even your stance, it's impressive. But um, but uh, but yeah, I um, I you know even the billboards are fun. You know, it's 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 a poke it it's it's a poke at the whole traditional 
perspective of attorneys. It's 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 not your typical attorney's billboards. There's there's a whole bunch of we've had some fun ones. I had one that was um, that American Hustle movie. I don't know if you ever heard of it. It's, it was a pretty decent, pretty decent, uh, decently watched movie. It, it got it did I would imagine pretty decent in the in the, in the um, box office. But um, I did a, a billboard that was very much the same thing, and I took five attorneys, and we, we called it American Muscle. Mm. We had, like, you know, a, a baseball bat, like different things, like, you know, we're ready to go, or, or you know, it's a, basically we're going we're gonna to get in there, we're going to fight for you. And we had some different fun billboards, you know, that because you, you have to balance with, with advertising, with marketing, you have to balance, you know, is it too cheesy because it's just so far removed from professional right, that right. that's not good. And at the same time, you know, so you have to have something professional. We want something professional that's relatable. So it's a very different difficult thing in this particular profession yeah. to 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 obtain that result to get something that's 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 both professional and relatable so i mean we've had a lot of fun with with billboard designs but but the reason i'm saying all this is because all these different forms of, of marketing that, that we that we do and i've just recently started this whole you know the 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 social, social media, media which is how how we got introduced um even TikTok, which is very different, because you're you're limited to a minute. And also, ja- Jameson, if you're listening, yes, Jameson, <laughs> Jameson. First and foremost, I wasn't going to name drop, name drop. Um, but uh, but but anyway, yeah, that's why I figured I'd be introduced in, in the future. Like, oh, that's Jameson's father. Oh, that's Jameson's father. Hi, I'm Jameson's <laughs> father. Yeah, I'm not even going to have a name because this girl's doing so many awesome things in her career and with her life, and and I'm just I'm. I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have a seat in the audience and, and watch uh, watch it as it grows, her career. But but yeah, it's just kind of like it's it's a it's it's been a uh, it's 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 a balancing act in that respect, and and I enjoy the the challenge of of trying to do that without you know without stepping too far over the lines, you know, step over the line enough to get notice, um, but not too far where where you're where you're getting all the the, the negative. You can't avoid you can't avoid hate, right? You can't avoid haters are gonna hate. You right. just can't avoid that. Um, but not stepping too far over where you got too many people are like, I don't know about this guy. <laughs> so that's a good good yeah. mindset to have about even social media. Uh-huh. You know, you're gonna get positive feedback, ne- negative feedback, and you know, kind of any attention is good attention in a way. Um, and uh, you just don't mind what other people are saying, and just content is king. So keep putting out good good content. Oh, I appreciate it. It's, uh, it's 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 different. I've got Jameson for that as well. So it's she, she kind of slaps me around some of these some of these videos and puts things in perspective. So it's it's good. Yeah. Um, at what point in an attorney's journey should they would someone feel ready to step out on their own, or Ooh. or is it unheard of, or is it heard of that they would just go straight into private practice? So that's a dangerous question. Um, you know, it's 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 something that comes from like you know personal feel. Um, I've got quite a bit to say on on that issue uh, as far as this particular stage uh, of uh, this particular climate right now that we're in um, that I can't share just yet, mm-hmm. uh, which is really crazy, bizarre. I don't even know why the hell I just alluded to something, and I'm not going to share with it. But I've got I've got certain things that I would say to to certain attorneys if they were young attorneys if they were contacting me and I like helping young younger attorneys and giving them direction and people in law school and people even in college that are asking questions about about law school and so on and so forth but I think it's very different Vic, it's, it's it's very different uh from person to person mm-hmm. you have to understand something which uh, I'm going to go out and say it's a very it's a blanket statement um but it's again it's my perspective my my perception uh what from what I know most attorneys are not 
good business people. Mm. And I'm not saying that I am, guys. I, that is what it is. I, I'm, I'm just saying there's a general rule. Most attorneys are not good business people. And what I mean by that is you might have an attorney that you put him in, 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 in a courtroom and this attorney uh, is, is, is very capable of arguing uh, for his or her client and, and, and obtaining a, a positive result for his or her client the majority of the time. Um, but outside of the courtroom is just not, is, is not really able to, to represent himself or herself uh, in the same way that he, he or she is able to represent their, their client. So, you know, that's a, that's a bit of a different thing. Uh, you know, the law and business, they're, mm-hmm. they're very different. And I think that, um, that a part of the reason that we're so successful at this office, this firm, is that we are, at least we perceive ourselves to be business-minded, um, that we're focused on the business of the office. Whether, whether we're good business people or not, you know, I'll leave that to, to other people's uh, opinion, but, you know, but we, we focus on the business, the business side of this. Mm-hmm. And, and it's very difficult. You could be the, you could be the best litigator. Um, I, I shouldn't say that because I think the best litigators are really the, they probably have an advantage over the general uh, attorney populace, but that, but, but you can be the best litigator just for purposes of just saying this and still not have any idea how to run a business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, and a lot of people are traveling in just one lane. Mm-hmm. And if you're in just that lane and, and you're good at that lane, it's difficult to step out of that lane and start figuring out, okay, how am I going to do this or how am I going to do that? Like, for example, there, there are people that, you know, they work for a firm and, you know, the, the, the firm, you know, there are other people that, that basically monitor the, 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 the billing and everything else and all these different things that, that, that attorneys might, you know, just take for granted that are being done by other individuals, which is why I say I don't, you know, we all work together. Um, but you don't really truly appreciate the significance of everything that has to go into doing all this stuff until you're in a business of your own mm-hmm. and you're in an office of your own and you have to actually do all these different things. So you go from being in a very comfortable situation in one respect, this comfortable in one situation in one respect, which is that you already know what your nine to five is. <clears throat> so if it's going to change um, and you're working for a firm and your nine to five is going to change, the, the firm is basically handling the changes. Mm. You're not generally. You're, you're generally, you're assigned to certain clients. You have to get certain work done for these clients. Mm-hmm. And that's basically your focus. And, and you put a shingle up and you open up your own spot. You now are focused on the rent, all the utilities. If, if something goes down in, in your place, if, if something is something like the air conditioning and there's an issue with air conditioning or something and you've got people in, in, in your office and it's, it's 90, you know, 90 plus degrees outside, you're going to have to go ahead and stop doing whatever you're doing for these, for the attorneys, uh, for, for the client rather, and focus on your, on your office. Otherwise everybody's got to leave. I mean, it's, it's simpler things once you know about them, you know, that, that you just wouldn't, um, you don't necessarily consider as an attorney. Definitely not. So yeah, these things will, 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 can, and generally will affect your, your, your progress and, and, and your, your ability to stay in business. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if you're, for example, if you're, uh, you're very just aggressive just in your overall demeanor, you know, um, and that might be why you're able to, to obtain results for your clients, but you can't be uh, aggressive in the law office and start treating different people a particular way because they're not going to want to work for you or they're going to be unhappy. 
And now with having your own practice, you have to be worried about people, uh, you know, a secretary or somebody being unhappy in your office. Because if they're unhappy, a client comes in, and that, that kind of that carries over. Their, their emotions are, are carrying over into uh, this new this new relationship, mm-hmm. and you know, you know, you, you hear several times you don't get a second chance to make a first impression. Well, you're generally it's not you that's making the first impression for your office. It's whoever's up front, whoever's whoever's answering the phone, whoever's meeting initially meeting with the clients and saying, "Hey, he, she'll be with you shortly." You know, that's the person that's making the first impression, and you have to be aware of that. You have to be cognizant of that. And and I, you know, I. I'm very fortunate that that I I just really enjoy the relationships. I really like the people that are working uh, in this office, and I really enjoy the relationships, and I value these relationships, and and I feel that that's reciprocal. Again, I can't speak for others, but I feel that's reciprocal. So I'm very fortunate in that regard because I think we all work well together, Mm. and so I I think that that transcends, that, that, that that carries over with 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 how we how we conduct ourselves um you know as as a business not as a law firm as a business and i think that that's getting back to your question i think that that's what's what's very often misunderstood or 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 not truly taken into consideration is what it is that you have to do to be able to succeed as a business it is very tough um and i recently was in a situation to where like i felt like starting your own business like a, a training company um was my only outlet because i just did not we did not have a cohesive like the our our director is is not about what we do and they would actually actually want us to to leave and they were, we were trying to move to another department within the university and whatnot but it is difficult to start That's something horrible. it's difficult to start and all anyone would want to ask for is to work with people that that see them and respect them mm-hmm. and and you're you're a pleasure to be around and you and you won't you create magic together um and i hope something like that happens uh sooner than later but i don't think like if if that situation were to happen and i didn't have to start a business i would take i would happily take that business not everyone's meant to be an entrepreneur and i feel like i'm squeezing it out of me um if that's the route i'm where to go hey i mean i I, you're dedicated you're passionate obviously you're this is something that you're doing uh, on this side, you you share with me your schedule. I don't know if you shared with your viewers your schedule, but it's quite a bit that you're balancing. Like, I mean, you got quite a bit going on. Um, you know, children, obviously, uh, at some point, you know, that 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 certainly you know takes yeah. up a, a, a certain amount of your attention. Uh, to me, the, the majority, you know, in between. So you've got family commitments um, that that obviously have to that, that play a role in your in your overall schedule, but. You know something in that respect, and, and I think this is something important to share. Um, when you are able to truly understand who you are in your workplace, there's a certain amount of magic that comes with it. So mm-hmm. I started talking about the, the, the letting the hair down and the, the overall design of the office and the overall you know, appearances of the people in this office. And, but there's more to that. There's, there's quite a bit more in that. Um, I vacation quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm not saying that for, I'm not saying that to, to, to brag about it, uh, in the respect in, 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 in the way that people would brag about vacationing quite a bit, but I, but I am bragging about it in, in one way. And the, the way that I'm bragging about it is, is, is something that I hope I could impart to you that, that I can impart to, to, to other people. We need an opportunity to recharge our batteries. Mm-hmm. When I'm here, you know, I have fun, but I work really hard. Mm-hmm. I work really hard for my clients. This is not 
you know, many shops, many many attorney, uh, many law offices are nine to five or whatever the hours are, and you go home and, and, and you're in relax mode. You get to just go ahead and turn off. And and one of the one of the things about being an entrepreneur, one of the things about owning your own business, is to truly be effective, to to truly best represent your clients. You can't turn you can't turn it off. You, you don't get to turn it off. No, so you call you sh- they show you know they ex- call you show exactly right, exactly. Right. So you you have to be there mentally twenty four hours. And, and my phone rings twenty four hours. And something that I did a while back as far as the culture of this office is, I give my clients my cell phone. Hmm. I don't have a cell phone that's a business line and a cell phone that's a that's a personal line. I give them the only cell phone that I have. And I say, look, I will always I always answer calls unless I'm in the middle unless I'm in the middle of something I can't get to my phone. But just shoot me a text and I'll. Call you back, and I do that, and it's something I've always stayed on top of, and I think that that's that's again something that I think that 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 helps our firm to, to stand out from other other offices because it's a huge complaint. I I can never get in touch with my attorney, so that's mm-hmm. how I that's how I avoided that, and I used mm-hmm. to be horrible at that. I used to be hor- I I didn't want to be horrible at it, but I was just horrible at it. And when I started giving my cell phone number out, I realized, hey, I can't run from this. <laughs> they're gonna call my cell phone. I'm gonna they're, I'm gonna have to. So it forced me to 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 change the way I was doing things. But the reason I'm saying all this is because. Getting back to the the vacationing, it's as I said, it's so important to recharge your batteries. And you know, something that I really want, um, I really want to, to to help entrepreneurs, younger entrepreneurs especially, to understand is how essential it is. Mm. I couldn't vacate. We couldn't vacation because we were children having children. At, 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 at you know. Right. It, it it wouldn't make any sense. We just couldn't do it. We couldn't afford it. We, we weren't making that kind of money to be able to vacation. Um, and it was several years, and, and uh, our our closest friends um, were like, you know, um, this other couple that were just nuts about, um, they were like, hey, why don't we go on a trip together? We're like, we got all this stuff, and, and, and the uh, they're both very successful. They're independently successful. And so they're like, hey, you know, you, you got you to gotta do things like this every now and then, kind of just like pulling, you know, Pulling us in, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta get out every now and then. And when we went on this trip, and we had a blast, we had an absolute blast. And it's it's a trip that we take actually every year at the same time. Um, but because uh, I keep rambling, I'm gonna just leave it at that. And and we went on this trip, and I realized, I you know, I came back, and there was a lot more. There was stuff that it, that it built up because that's another thing when you're in your own business. You know, you're ultimately responsible for overseeing everything uh, that's going on. So there's certain things that built up while I was while I was gone. Um, but when I came back, I just felt like, hey, you know, I'm I'm totally recharged. I'm 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 ready. let's let's do yeah. this. You know, let's yeah. do this. And I think that what people have to do, and, and I there's much more of a focus on it right now. My oldest is 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 uh, is um, uh, he's he's finished up his his degree right now. Um, but the in the mental health profession, um, and it's so it's so huge there's there's so much that's overlooked there's so many people that are so unhappy like when you said that earlier Vic you're like you know I just truly want to I want to be appreciated in, in the place that I'm working or the people that I'm working with there's so much that needs there's so much that can be said about that there's there's so much truth to that so you know vacationing forcing yourself to get away mm-hmm. even if it's a staycation mm-hmm. forcing yourself to removing yourself from your business and 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 focusing, you know, just just focusing on the people that you that you care about, or or even focusing on yourself, regardless, you know, whatever your situation might be, you know, just 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 removing yourself from the day to day grind, and 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 forcing yourself to do this, mm. 
is I think it's a quintessential. It's 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 a huge. Were, were you a workaholic at first? Oh, when I started this like up, you had to be. But yeah, it, it was. So I I went from being very unhappy in the way that I was conducting my you know the the way I was as an attorney and what was going on, and into finding myself as I said, and that process, that transitioning process, was very difficult. Because it wasn't like an overnight. It wasn't like a snap in the fingers. Like now, everything makes sense. I, I, everything's very clear right now. It's. It, I'm at a point where, it just all makes sense. Mm-hmm. And if somebody's talking to me about what they're doing, I feel like, hey, I might be able to go ahead and provide some 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 things. You know, some very necessary recommendations, information to people that are that are starting off in whatever whatever capacity, based off of a conversation. Just just sharing different things yeah. that I, that I've done. Um, because it's so clear to me, it's it's just very very clear to me, and it doesn't what work, what works for one person doesn't necessarily work for everybody. But I'm talking in generalities with with, with respect to vacationing, with respect to getting away, and I think that's something that does work for everybody. I think that it's very difficult to understand it, to appreciate, to to embrace it. But I think that once you do understand it and you do appreciate it and you do embrace it and you make it a part of how you're going to conduct your business and you force yourself to go ahead and get away every so often. It, it's it's very good for you for your mental health and it's very good in in, in um, for, for obvious reasons it's very good to the people for the people around you that you that you work with mm. um, to be able to go ahead and remove yourself and that's another part of the culture at this office is that you know there are certain things that come up and people call and they're like hey I'm not gonna be able to make it and sometimes it's just like last last minute like I'm not gonna be able to make it in a day and somebody's got like three or four cases up I'm like uh, okay well you know you know, they'll explain what the heck's going on and be like, well, I, I, I get it, I understand. You know, we're just going to have to figure out how this is going to happen. And, mm. and those things happen. They don't happen every day, fortunately. They don't happen, you know, crazy often, but they definitely happen often enough where I can actually cite to different times uh, that, 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 that they happen. And um, we just work together to, to, try to, to try to, you know, more or less as a, as a work family to try to, to, to try to cover those gaps. But the reason I say this is because you don't, you, you don't really – most work most workplaces you can't do something like that so if something comes up you know with 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 your child or with your you know with with some obligation over here or some obligation over there you know people are not flexible so people they are just reluctant expect, to take on extra work yeah right yeah yeah it's up their own so. as, as well so it's just I think it's incredibly important to make sure that you take some me time mm-hmm. and some family time uh, in whatever profession you're in to do that. And, and I think that it's, it's most important, um, to do it as an entrepreneur. I mm-hmm. think that if you're going to, if you're, if you're going to start your own business, uh, you certainly have to have the grind. You have to go in, you have to go in really hard. You have to, you have to grind, you have to grind, you have to grind. But once you've, once you've built the foundation for your business and you're now, you're now working on just building, excuse me, you're just now working on building your business up and, 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 and you know, raising it as, as, you know, bringing it as, 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 uh, as high as you possibly can, or whatever direction you ultimately want to you want to go, because some people obviously go sideways. Um, once you've figured that out, once you've built that foundation, you have to incorporate the me time. You have to incorporate the the, the vacation, staycation time. You have to you have to you have to recharge um, because it's going to make you a better person. In turn, it's going to make you a better entrepreneur. And it's going to yield, uh, you know, greater fruits. It's it's going to be a far more productive, um, you know, uh, it's going to result in far more productive uh, workspace. Mm. When you were uh, when you were considering opening up your own private practice, did you consider a partner? 
Did you know anyone at I that didn't, time? So, so I didn't want to go into business with anybody, and I'll mm. just leave it at, at that. I didn't okay. want to go into business with a – I didn't want to have a partner. Um, I've had partners since I went on in a private practice, um, but I didn't want to have a partner. And the reason I didn't want to have a partner is because – I just kind of felt like I had to, I had to stand and fall on my own. You know, you, 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 you know, throughout life, you, 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 you want to be able to so bad, you want to be able to crawl. Then you want to be able to, you know, pull yourself up alongside of things, and you want to be able to stand, and you want to be able to walk. And and no matter what uh, area of life you're at, no matter what level, uh, what age, you you fall, you fall along the way. You, it's just, it's, it's just, that's the, the, the laws of nature. You just, that's, that's the law of life. You're going to fall. You're going to take some falls. And I kind of didn't want to be, um, connected to anybody else on this particular journey and trying to figure out how I was going to do this. It was, it was somewhat thrust upon me, but it's just the way that the, the universe, you know, worked. It's just the way that, it's just the way that, that, that my life worked it i i believe things happen for a reason and i think that this happened for a reason at a particular time uh, for that reason as well and i just wasn't looking for any partner mm-hmm. because i just uh, it was it was uh scary and exciting at the same time mm-hmm. and i just wanted to my my partner um is my wife mm-hmm. and um first and foremost and you know i think my my uh my second at that time you know as far as who was who was going to be in a position to help me most was my brother my little brother he he helped to 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 kind of you know build the culture that that i wanted um that we wanted uh he's since moved to california but you know that that was that was mm-hmm. what what we wanted to do with the with the business in general and since the focus was more on business and less on law i didn't want to be more or less you know being connected with any particular type of personality i wanted to first try to 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 just try to establish my own sure presence okay and and now you're you operate in other states yeah so florida and california so we 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 do um my the my niche area right now we're not allowed to say specialized by the way as an attorney you're not supposed to say i specialize in this i specialize in that so you have to kind of dance around these issues it's not like people are really going to get in trouble for it but you you can it's it's not it's not proper it's not yeah um, yeah. they they strongly discourage the point where you you could potentially you know um be censored if you're doing it if you're doing it too much um so you're supposed to avoid things like that so you don't say specialized but i'm attracted to uh, a lot of like i said a lot of self-defense um cases gotcha and so uh, i do a lot of self-defense uh um work and i i've i'm interested in taking cases you know self-defense uh based cases out in california florida i have a uh, satellite offices um by virtue of relationships that i have and in those states um so what happens is an attorney you get licensed to practice in one particular state now you can also have a federal license for like things like bankruptcy and stuff like that where, where they're federal court federal based uh, cases where you can go ahead and, and and practice in multiple states but generally most practitioners are, are practicing in state courts uh, far and away uh, far more often than than uh, federal courts and you can you can apply to practice pro hoc vice, which is just a fancy way of saying you're like, oh, what's that? It's a fancy way of saying there's a lot of Latin uh, terms in in the law, and you can apply to practice uh, pro hoc vice in other states. Um, so basically, you have to be in good standing uh, in the state that you're practicing. And you know, I've been I've been doing this 23 years here, 
and you have to, you know, you have to have somebody in that other state more or less swear to, to, you know, swear by your, not just the fact that you're in good standing, but the fact that they're going to, uh, they're going to more or less watch the process. They're going to be a part of the process in some way, kind of because they have that, 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 you know, California-based background or Florida-based background or whatever, whatever state you might be in. Um, so they can go ahead and say, hey, I've been practicing this long, so, you know, I, I, can, I can oversee to make sure that this attorney is familiar with the procedural aspects of this and that and, and so on and so forth. So you can get permission. So, for example, I just finished uh, a couple of different um, felony matters out in uh, Riverside, California. You know, I, I, I travel from time to time. I can take, uh, because of my uh, relationships with uh, other attorneys, um, you know, you can take on uh, various different injury cases from just about any state. Uh, if, if you're talking about like significant, you know, injury cases, we could do those. Um, you know, uh, aside from those two types of cases, you know, injury or injury based and uh, um, self-defense matters. I'm not, as a general rule, all that, all that, you know, likely to, to travel from state to state to go ahead and take on other matters. I have one attorney in my office, uh, one of those, she, she happens to be uh, the... The wife in that the, in that equation that I just I said earlier our our, our closest friends she happens to be the uh, um, mm. the, um, the wife of that of that couple and she um, she and I worked together for a while when she got when she uh, first got out because she hasn't been practicing uh, as as long um, so I was already on my own mm. and she worked uh, she's worked with me uh, for a while and she's wicked smart as they would say out in uh, boston i, I just want to say wicked smart because she's not from boston neither am i um but um but she's very smart she's like, got you know, like matt damon vibes in yeah, my, yeah, in my yeah right, <laughs> yeah, right. i love that movie um so so uh uh the uh she was able to to get a she was able to take and pass the bar exam in florida and in california um and, and here in illinois so she has the ability um, to to uh, to help me to practice Pro Hoc Vice on these different uh, states herself, um, and she's uh, she's still a business partner um, of mine or business partners, so that that works as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I I'll take cases in different states depending on what type of cases they are, mm-hmm. uh, and I also I always have to um, consider how cost effective it is for our clients. And I legitimately do that as well. Um, and I say legitimately because I realize that we're not just talking between ourselves. So I don't want it to come across as like something that's, that's promoting my, my brand. It's just legitimately, I, I, I genuinely, um, I, I take into consideration whether it makes sense for people to hire us on different things. Mm-hmm. And so what I mean by that is I was doing divorce. You said family law, and I said, no, nah, I don't do family law. I, I did it for the first 19 years. I did nothing but I did a, a ton of criminal defense for, for the first 19 years. I still do criminal defense, but a ton of family law. And then, you know, I, I, had, a, I had some decent exposure to, to injury cases. Um, so, I, I you know, I, I've, I've had all these different things that, you know, that I've— uh, a, a background in, in arguing a lot of different areas of law, um, but what's 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 uh, um, what's happened now is that I've I've gotten to a point where you know with respect to certain areas of law I just don't even want to I don't I don't want to I don't want to touch I don't want to touch them anymore I'm, I was unhappy mm. practicing family law I was very I, I consider myself pretty damn 
good, pretty proficient in family law. I could, I could, you know, I could recite statutes faster than you could actually be, you know, looking at them, reading them, you know, um, word for word. I, I was just, I was arguing that often. That I just wanted to make sure I understood all that stuff. And, you know, I wasn't, uh, it wasn't something that I enjoyed. I didn't, I didn't really like is it uh, because of law. the circumstance? Like what was going on with, with the family? I just don't. I, I consider family law the real criminal area of law. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. How, you know uh, why? Because there's there's this saying, and it's a stereotype. Uh, I get it, and it's not true uh, across the board, but there's truth in it. And, and the saying is that, you know, with criminal law, you've got bad people acting their best. Mm-hmm. In family law, you've got good people acting their worst. Mm-hmm. And and the the underlying truth, the underlying message to it, Forgive the phone again. Mm-hmm. It's horrible. I should just get out of this chair, but this is so professionally set up. I no, don't it's all good. It's all good. I don't move. But the 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 underlying um, message there has truth to it. You know, if regardless of how good a person you or bad a person you are in, in a criminal defense matter, and when you're criminally charged, you're on your best behavior. Yeah. You're under the microscope. So you know they you know you can't you can't afford to get in any trouble. It's a violation of bail bond, or it's or it's or it's this, or it's that, or there are consequences to it. And in family law, conversely, with family law, um, it doesn't mean that everybody that's going through a family law or a divorce matter or a custody matter or whatever the matter might be is is a good person, because uh, that's not <laughs> that's that's certainly not true either. It's not we don't define each, uh, ourselves by what by what area. You know what, what what we're a party to and what area of uh, of, of litigation, um, but there's truth. There's an underlying truth to that as well because you have so many people that are so intimately, emotionally, you know, psychologically um, connected to their you know the, their 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 case because you're dealing with a child for example or you're mm-hmm. dealing with a long-term relationship that you've had with this person for however long you've lived together so like you're you know these these two people once loved each other like at each other's throats you know and and making things difficult or or you're arguing for like i said uh, minutes ago or seconds ago you're arguing for a child for example that's that's very significant so of course it's going to it's going to result in a certain behavior it's going to invoke it's 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 going to you know it's going to have you acting a particular way. Mm. And it's so difficult dealing with that day in and day out, dealing with people that are just, that, that are, that are just like out for, for blood or, 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 or that, or that, or that are, that are very, you know, destroyed because mm. they're just, they're dealing with this side of, of, of somebody that they, that they once loved that, or maybe even still do love that's treating them horribly. And, You've got children there being torn from 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 homes. You got you know you. There's just a lot there, you know. With criminal defense, I'm like, you know, it's it's. I could play the role of a superhero. Like, <laughs> I'm I'm representing you. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and get some results. You know, I you can't guarantee results. I, I never do, but I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna fight for you. You know, and, and they're just like, hey, you know, yeah, I've, I've I've heard this. I've heard that. You're you know just. I'm I'm just putting this in, in in your hands, and you know, please, you know, do whatever you can for me. And in family law, it's like it's a nonstop grind. It's a nonstop, you know, interaction because it, it and understandably so because people are dealing with this stuff. It's it's their lives. It's their it's their it's these relationships. It's their children. It's it's their you know. It's, there's so many different things that are affecting it. And then you have other people that move into these relationships and also create additional turmoil and additional you know additional issues. So. I always hated family law. And, hated and, family and the law. outcome is so <clears throat> it's still out of your hands. Not only is the outcome still out of your hands, but who's the winner? 
I mean, are there generally generally the attorneys? The attorneys, and, and oh. that's what I tell people. The attorneys are, are very often the winners in divorce cases. You want to fight about, you want to fight over, you know, who gets to, to keep the, the pet parakeet. They're, you're just, you're, 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 you're spending so much money. And the marital estate, generally speaking, it only has so much money. Even even the multi, multi-million dollar marital estates, it, it just means that they end up spending, you know, that much more money in attorney's fees. So, you know, who's the winner? The, the attorneys are, are very often the winners or, or at least can be considered the winners because, you know, if, if you're going through a divorce, you don't get to keep all your property anyway. Let's just start. It's just as a general rule. The property's being divided. I don't know if you ever saw War of the Roses with Michael no. Douglas, a great actor. I, I don't. I was too young to remember what the hell that movie. I just remember that like he's putting a chainsaw through a desk and a chainsaw through a couch or whatever the heck it is. Or we're splitting up the property and start splitting it. And I'm sure that's not exactly what happened, but that's what I remember happening. Um, <clears throat> but the but the point is is that you know everything's being split up between these these individuals, and it's. It's rarely split up amicably, but even if it is split up amicably, you're parting with certain with certain property. But more importantly, put the property aside. Um, where you have children, you're parting with your children. Even if you have custody and the other person has visitation, and we don't call it custody and visitation anymore because the laws have changed a bit. Um, so even if you've got, you know, even if you've, you've, you're the primary residential parent and the other side, you know, is, is, is exercising parenting time when they're exercising their parenting time, when you're, when your um, ex-spouse is, is, is with the children, that's time that you don't obviously have with the children. And it's difficult to, to understand and appreciate. And I'm not saying from personal experience because very fortunately, uh, you know, I, I can't speak from, uh, I cannot speak from personal experience in that regard. You know, we're celebrating 29 years married. I said that we got married in high school, but yeah. I didn't mention that. We're celebrating 29 years wow. um, You know this year. So you know, I, I can't speak from personal experience, but I can speak from experiences and attorneys representing people that are going through this. It's horrific. I mean, it's just like, you know, you just, you, you recognize that this is, you've always had a certain amount of control over what's going on. These are your children. And, and all of a sudden that control is being divided mm-hmm. and somebody else, an, an external source a third party is now is now saying you know when you can and can't see your children and and under what circumstances and and where and you know you need permission to leave the state for certain things with your children or to do this or to do that and it's just like now there's a rule book in place for something that would otherwise be so you know natural that that you that you um that a lot of people you know in in healthy relationships might Arguably, might be taking for granted that, that mm-hmm, the fact absolutely. that they that they have this ability to be able to do this. So, I just think it's a it's a really ugly area of law. I fortunately, have a you know um, you know I have people that are that, that, that are, are very, willing to do it that, that are willing to do it and that, that enjoy doing it. So I'm not trying to say hey and, wh- and why, don't why, do family why law, do you, don't practice family law. Why do they? Why, why do you think they enjoy it? Well. I can't speak for why, but you know what? I'm at a loss to understand why anybody enjoys it. That's how much I despise, I, I dislike family law. And 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 you know what I really don't like about family law is that you've got you've got you know attorneys very often, um, in general, they just adopt the positions of their clients regardless. And I think that that's dangerous. It's it's not healthy uh, to do that. I don't think it's healthy to do that. That doesn't mean we can't fight aggressively for our clients. But when you get to the point where you're just like where you're so 
I don't want to say close-minded, but I already said it, I guess. When you're so like, just, just you're you're only looking at you're only looking at the case from one vantage point, from 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 one understanding. You know, whatever your whatever your clients told you, whether your clients told you the truth or not, you're not the one that's actually personally witnessing this or experiencing these things. So if it it, it inhibit it, it, in certain ways, it prevents you from being able to effectively communicate with the other attorney because you're like, oh. You know, I've got I've got attorneys that came up to me. Do you know what your client just did? Your client just did this, and your client just did that. And your client just I'm like I'm like I'm sorry. Let's just back up for a minute. When did you start living with your client? You're like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, you're obviously living at the house because you're telling me what my client did. So I, obviously, you you saw this stuff firsthand, right? I mean, this is this is something you personally witnessed, right? I mean, you're 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 in my you're you're in my personal space, telling me. And by the way, I don't like people being in my personal space. It's a real serious issue. If you're an attorney, you you got to recognize I was not always an attorney. So you get in my personal space, we're gonna have a problem. But generally speaking, except Glenn Lerner, because you <laughs> look like a no. <laughs> I'm joking now. So, but the thing of it is. You know, I don't, I don't, um, I don't appreciate people getting in, in, in my face and telling me like all these different things as though they know exactly what the heck's going on. Right. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's back off. You're, you're a lawyer. You're supposed to advocate for your client, but there's a place to do that. You know, when, when people meet with me in this office, I'm not throwing out a whole bunch of fancy legal words. I can speak in very fancy legal words yeah. because I have to mm-hmm. when I'm in a very fancy legal courtroom or forum of any kind. But I don't do that with my clients. I speak the way I'm speaking right now because you know it's 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 not going to benefit my clients me speaking over their head or about, you know, using terms that they don't even know what the heck I'm actually referring to. Do most attorneys have that difficulty of I'm going to I'm going to argue yes. Or maybe they don't have the difficulty, but they just believe that they have to speak a particular way to go ahead and present Uh-oh. themselves a particular way. And again, uh, that's part of the culture of this office. I think that's what gives us an advantage because we don't do that. Um, but yeah, it's 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 very often. I know this because I meet with so many people and I speak to so many people about their situations and and really in most instances about their lives and and uh, sometimes about their secrets. And they just, they just, they tell me their experiences at other offices. And it, and it's a compliment. It's a compliment yeah. because, because that's how they, that's how they perceive us, that they feel like they can speak to us that way. And that's what I was talking about when I was talking about the, 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 the advertising earlier, when I was talking about how much we spend in, in advertising and how many different ways in which we advertise. It wasn't to talk about all the advertising itself. It was to say that the advertising is good for awareness, it's good for branding. It's good for letting people know that you're here. But ultimately, the the people that are hiring this firm, the vast majority of them are, are coming in because they they heard of our reputation. So when I when you, when you bring all this stuff together, um, you know when when people come in here, for example, and they they tell me what they're experiencing. This is what got me talking about family law. People come in here for for a family law matter. And they don't have any children, for example, and they have a relatively simple uh, divorce, and they 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 believe that they've got that they're relatively that they're pretty much in agreement with respect to the allocation of assets and debt. I give them free advice on how they can represent themselves oh. because I'm thinking, hey, look, you know, I don't think this is something you need an attorney for. I don't think this is good. This is this is a a, a good move on your part. You you know, you have limited assets from the from the marital estate. You're going to you're going to you know, give a certain amount of that marital estate to an attorney. 
um, on something that I don't really believe you need an attorney for. So oh. if you do this and you do this and you do that, you it sh- you should be able to go ahead and achieve what it is that you're both looking for. And, and you know, and I'm not speaking to both of them because I'm not given. Uh, you know, be, you have to be very careful with respect to conflicts of interest. But I say, look, these are different things that that you should do. And when when you guys do this, when you when you go sit down with with her, with him, and you and you go through all these different things. You can get some some general forms from the from the library, from the law library in the basement of this courthouse, or you can go to the second floor over this courthouse, and they have general forms, and they'll 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 make copies. You can basically fill in the blanks. You can go online to this particular place, that particular place, and you can fill in the blanks. I like giving people free advice on things that I don't truly believe that they need an attorney for. That, um, that could have been easy in, money. Yeah, it could have been easy money. Very very easy, very easy money. Um, same thing with uh, corporations. You talk about entrepreneurs, and I shouldn't be saying this. I'm, I'm, I'm really opening up quite a bit. Like, I have no idea why the hell I'm actually doing this right now because it's just exposing myself. But um, as a general rule, people around here they they ask questions about, hey, thinking about starting up a business. I want to start up this. I want to start up an LLC or I want to start up a corporation. I'm like, well, why do you want to start? First off, why did you did you choose a corporation or an LLC? What do you understand to be the significance of this? And I ask them some questions. And then, you know, if in fact they say, yeah, well, here's, you know, I get past that and I just really want to incorporate. I help people incorporate all the time for free. Attorneys charge like $1,000 to $1,500 to, to go ahead and incorporate somebody. It's a very simple process. It's not all that difficult. You can find it all online. And then I also, and then, huh? <laughs> you can find it all online. Yeah, but people don't know where to find it online or right. they don't want to yeah. take out the time or they don't want to take a chance that they're not doing it properly. Absolutely. Or they don't truly understand the significance of some of the things that they're actually having to fill in for, for, for the, you know, during the process. And then the same thing with the EIN or, or mm-hmm. FEIN. Some people want to um, say it's uh, the same thing. It's just, it's, I'd show people how they can go about doing that and help them to get their, their, their awesome. EIN number just because I want to contribute. I like the idea that people want to get out there and they want to be in business. I think that that's, our, our country is founded upon that. It really, truly is. We, we, were, you know, we, we would not be the country we are but for the, the MAPA, you know, the independents, mm-hmm. the people that are, you know, the, 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 the small, small businesses that we have. So I'm a big fan of small business and, and, and you know, I think that a lot of it, like I said, if you're going to be in business, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you obviously have to understand your craft, but you have to you have to understand the significance of understand your target market, understand uh, understand the significance of good relationships um, and goodwill, because at the very end of the day, goodwill is what it's all about. You're establishing you you, you have to have a certain amount of goodwill, and 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 you can't you know you can't easily uh, assess or put a price tag on goodwill. It's it comes from it comes from you know building and nurturing relationships with your with your customer with in this particular instance with your client um, and, and and a focus on that focus on what it is that you're that you're mm-hmm. that, that your client is really or customer is really looking for and if you genuinely care I think that they're going to recognize that 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 um, genuine you know aspect of the relationship that you're gonna that you're gonna have with them that you're gonna share with them and then when it comes time for for other people that they know to 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 need somebody to to want to buy the the widgets that you're selling or to 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 want to in in my case to to want to uh you know to to need legal assistance they're going to refer them over here and they're going to know because you know because I've I've given them advice yeah, on karma how to do this stuff for you. free yeah. um and and there's just a lot of truth to being a good person and treating people a Absolutely. particular way Absolutely um to segue into like you were talking about emotional toll, um, 
can, how do you prep yourself for the emotional toll with criminal defense? And I know you. In what respect? If they were to confide in you, and um, do you ever find yourself at, at crossroads between what's best for society? Yes for society and versus your your client yes i mean not necess not as i wouldn't define it as such that way necessarily but yes the answer is yes i do and when i when i get to when i have those types of cases when i have those types of of, of matters or i i'm i'm looking in and i'm saying certain things and i feel like i can't be emotionally invested um because of because of you know what I know or because of certain you know if there's something which I think is going to preclude my full attention and, and and energy to a particular case if I think there's something that's gonna that's gonna in some way compromise my client by my my own personal feelings on that as it pertains to that that case or those charges um, and not necessarily the charges because that's very important to understand mm. people people get charged with a number of different things I have to feel a particular way about the case and about my client to get involved in certain cases. You know, like you have even, even um, you know, with, with, with uh, a shooting where it's not self-defense, for example, mm. people are like, oh, you're, you're, you're representing this person. He just shot this person or he just did this or he did that. Well, you have to understand that I know a story, a version of what occurred mm. that the general public doesn't know. So, you know, there's, 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 often, there, there's often a background especially when you're dealing with a shooting, even if it's not a, uh, a self-defense matter, there's often a background. Uh, actually, there's usually a background, you know, there's, it's very often that uh, self-defense matters very often don't even have, you know, they, they don't necessarily have a background. It could be something that just, that mm. just really just happened. You just, you just met this, this person, you just started interacting with this person, something led to one thing, which led to another, and now you're having to defend yourself. And there are a lot of people that have their houses broken into, for example, or they're, they're getting carjacked or whatever situation might mm-hmm. be. So they don't actually have any relationship. And many of the self-defense cases, they don't have any real, you know, prior um, dealings with this individual. But, but generally speaking with, with, with gun, with gun violence cases, there's a story behind what happened. And, there's there are different there are different lifestyles and there are different situations when and taken in the aggregate when you know when you look at everything in in, in totality and in, in, in you know the larger picture so to speak you start to understand what the heck is actually going on with 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 the situation mm-hmm. and the more the more of an understanding you have sometimes the more you can be like okay I disagree with the way that this was I, I disagree with you know I, I think the client may have exercised poor judgment uh, on, on this on this particular uh, matter. But at the same time, I can understand what the heck is actually happening here. Hmm. And, and it's difficult for me to, I, I know I'm speaking in ambiguity, you know, I'm, I'm speaking in very vague terms, but it's difficult for me to give too much definition without actually giving an example. But you have to understand there's, there, there's, a, there's a backdrop. There's, there's, there's some sort of story behind the story and the news never covers the story behind the story. The the, the you know the, the general public never hears of the story behind a story unless they actually appear at a, at a trial and learn of actually what's going on. But generally speaking, there's there's this there's this background, and um, a lot of times, fake when I'm listening to the background and I'm understanding the background and I'm understanding the the, the nature of, of of what occurred and how it occurred and why it occurred, it just it doesn't in any way preclude me it doesn't in any way prevent me from representing a person but in the okay. situation the circumstance and the incident where, where it does i will reject cases i, I reject cases oh. i just say you know I, I unfortunately i don't believe i can be 
you know, I don't believe I, I can I can represent you to my to to the best of my abilities. Um, I think that there are certain issues with this case that uh, that are going to prevent me from doing that. So is it, I'm pro- I don't I'm ignorant to this, but so is the last resort a public defender? <clears throat> well, generally speaking, I mean anybody can have the public defender represent him or her um, if they don't if they if they could show that they just don't have the the financial wherewithal or they're oh, not. Okay. Um, some people have to have a uh, in certain circumstances have to have a private attorney, but nobody is going to be forced to represent him or herself. So ultimately, okay. a lot of this falls back on the public defender, and there's 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 a lot misunderstood when it comes to public defenders in general. Um, there are some great uh, attorneys in the public defender's office. There are some great attorneys in public. It, it's it, and, and generally, people are like, oh, you know, I wouldn't trust a public defender with it, with 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 my life or anything like that. And what you have to understand is, very often, public defenders um, they, there's there's limited resources on what you can do. Um, you're, you don't have your own personal office. You don't have your own personal space. You don't have the ability to, to allocate your time to, to, to choose how many cases you're going to have. For example, like Cook County is just, it's got an overwhelming amount of, 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 of cases. So, you know, if you're a, pro, if you're a public defender and, and, and a whole bunch of cases are pushed in your direction, you have to take all these different files. It's, it's very difficult to allocate the time necessary to, 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 effectively provide the the level of representation that you would like to be able to provide sometimes as a public defender and sometimes your hands are tied and and some of these public defenders have a tremendous amount of experience in, in fighting for their clients and and it's sad that that so many of them get you know a bad name uh, generally because the stereotype uh, of, of what a public defender is because you've got you know I've coming up you know myself as an attorney I've 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 gone to public defenders uh, to, to different uh, friends that I have in a public defender's office, um, acquaintances, and I've asked, "Hey, have you ever had this type of case? What would you do here? What do you, you know, you know, what do you, what do you know about this judge with respect to this particular issue?" And and I've picked the the brains of some of, the, uh, of, some of these uh, public defenders, and it's been very helpful because they do have a, a really good you know grasp on these different things. So when I remember for for years when I was really just trying to get, um, when I was just trying to get acclimated, when I was just really trying to to, to understand this stuff. And, and something you should also know as attorneys, we never have 100% all the answers. Mm. So there there's still things to this day that from time to time I'm like, I've never dealt with this this particular issue. I want to go ahead and ask somebody else. And, you know, I'll ask other, you know, other colleagues or, you know, some, some are in private practice, some are in, you know, government uh, practice. And sometimes even state's attorneys that, you know, that, 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 uh, that I have uh, good relationships with, I'll, I'll ask uh, to go ahead and get some because – you can't ever put yourself out there as as, as being all knowing, and, mm. and especially in this profession, you you have to recognize that that there's always a, a learning curve, that there's always there's always room to learn more about about your trade and about how you're practicing, and to, and and there's always room for improvement in that respect. But it's sad that so many uh, it's sad that so many public defenders get a bad rep for for you know for for just being in a, in, a, in an office, you know. For, for being associated with, with this particular label of being a public defender. Some of these people yeah. legitimately just want to provide a service wow. that they legitimately get into the in, into the public defender's it, office because they want to help people that can't afford to help themselves and they want to be able to yeah. provide a, a certain quality, a certain level of representation. And, and, and you've got some of them that are just very, very, very good at what they do and they're, they're certainly able to do that. But... Again, there's there's certain negative, um, you know, negative feelings towards towards that towards that term towards the the public defender. 
kind of like you get what you pay for in a way. Yeah, and and I believe um you know I'm a big believer in you get what you pay for, but when you're in government when you're in the in in a government office and and you're doing this and you're wanting to provide this service, there's a difference. You know I I you know very much in the private practice, I'm very much a big fan of you get what you pay for. I mean if if you're dealing with a very substantial charge and somebody's charging you uh, a fraction of what of what they should be charging. You have to kind of question why is it that they're that they're charging you this? You know, you're you're dealing with something that could that could alter your life, that could that could you know change change your 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 future, you know, your liberties, your your freedom, your everything, your family, you know, everything. Uh, so many so many of these cases can can alter people's lives in so many different ways, and so many other people that are that are connected to these people, their their lives as well. So, I'm a big fan if you get what you pay for in a private private sector, but. I don't think that that's always a true um, a true indicator with respect to the uh, uh, you know to respect to the public sector with respect to people that 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 really want to make a difference either in the prosecution in the prosecution you know area of law or in the defense area of law. I just don't think it's it's a fair assessment. Um, you know those people those people's uh, if you respective want to, talents. The money's in the private practice. Yeah. Right? Okay. And a lot of people forego that to 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 get in the because they want to have a lot of exposure and they want to help a lot of people and they want to be able to provide that. I mean, as a general rule, that's not, that's not probably the, the main reason, you know, uh, it's, it's difficult to get a job out of law school, which a lot of uh, people that are in law school don't understand. It's very difficult to get a job out of law school. Um, so a lot of people are like, yeah, I want to be a lawyer. I want to be a lawyer. I want to be a lawyer, but they don't really truly understand. Okay. What is it like to put a single up for, for example, what is it like to start your own business? What is it like to, to, to work for, for other people that are, that might not share your perspective or, or, or your views on, on various different, uh, you know, in the, in the areas of law that you're working for them. Uh, but you don't really have a choice because that's the only way you're going to get paid. You know, you know, what are you going to do when you get done with, when you get done with all that college that you, that you have, uh, you know, many people have debt, uh, that they've accumulated, and you get done with all that law school. Mm-hmm. And again, many people have even more uh, substantial debt from from law school that they've accumulated. What are you going to do now? Okay, you're a lawyer. What does that mean? You know, so it's it's a it's 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 an eye opening experience when you've when you've had so much attention, so much focus on on college and law school and the bar exam, and now you have to for the very first time open your eyes to something else, which is. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do with with with, with you're, this you're education? You're free. You're on your own. Yeah. You know. And and sometimes it's not it's not the the feeling of freedom. No, definitely. Doesn't, it's, doesn't it's intimidating feel that way at all. It's overwhelming. Yeah. Um, cool, cool, cool. Have you been fo- you've been following the George Floyd trial? Mm-mm. Not really. It, it no. seems like it's clear cut. I'm going to tell you right now. It's 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 uh you know I've not been following it, so I can't comment on it. Um, I I'm very reluctant to watch uh news version mm. of of what's happening i'm i'm not you know i'm not i'm not sitting here preaching fake news fake news fake news i'm not saying that for that reason i'm just saying that it's very rare that the media has a true understanding of the legal significance of what's occurring mm. and you know this because they invite different attorneys onto their shows to go ahead and speak on these particular issues because they don't really understand it, um, and I've been I've been on the news for for different cases. I've been on every major news channel out here um, uh, before for for representing um, you know for for certain uh, matters, and even when I'm talking to to these different individuals, and I feel a particular way about what's what's been said, 
there's still a way that they perceive they it. They can and, spend that's it. The, and you can tell from the way that, that it shows. And I'm not necessarily saying that's a negative thing. It's just that what they may believe to be um, relevant, I might not believe to be relevant. And, and, and you know, what they believe to be uh, irrelevant, I might believe, conversely, that, that it's extremely um, Im- important that, mm. that the general public understands and knows that. Um, and then you've got the significance of, of laws and how laws are applied to different scenarios. I mean, it's it's a it's a blurred line in certain respects because it's against the law to practice law without a license. You're not allowed to to practice law. You're not allowed to give legal advice or, or any of those things without a law license, without without having your your uh, your law license, without being an attorney. But the the news seems to suggest certain legal uh, standards and conclusions and uh, what should and shouldn't be done in certain circumstances. And it's and that's why I say it's a bit of a blurred line. I think sometimes they go a little bit too far with it, mm. um, with what they're doing. So I and I and I didn't have any interest in seeing and and actually. I've only um, seen watching like people happened. on the stand. I haven't watched like the news news like in general. Just I didn't even have any interest in watching what happened to to Mr. Floyd. I, I I'm I'm it's disgusting that, you know, um not not to speak on on, on whether there's what 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 actually happened, but it's just disgusting the the overall um idea of just watching somebody's life taken or somebody's life shortened um by what's by what's happening. I'm not saying that's that's not to say anything with respect to whether you know what what was what was whether something was was right or wrong. It's just to say I just don't have any interest in watching mm-hmm. um, somebody die or somebody be put in a situation where they're where they're where they're dying. I I wonder how do or why do body cam footage shut off at certain points? Uh that's an issue. That's a real issue. Okay. That's a real issue, and and I don't know to the extent that that might be something in that in that case that's going to be that's going to be that could be a, a serious issue. You're you know, um, it certainly does happen where uh, body cam is accidentally turned off or it's accidentally activated. It certainly happens. You have very high stress situations, and to expect that these police are their attention is going to be on turning on their camera or turning off their camera at all times when they're when they're approaching very serious situations is is I think expecting a little too much. I don't think it's fair to the to the police uh, to do that. Um, but as a general rule, you're trained to do this. So as a general rule, you're supposed to, to cut the BWC to cut the body worn camera on, to cut it off, and and understand that. Um, but uh, but that said, you 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 get involved in situations as a human mm. that no matter how much training you have. Your attention is on this particular situation, and you're maybe concerned for your safety. Or you're concerned for somebody else's safety, and so it does happen where 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 the 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 camera's not turned on, or it's or it's turned off when it shouldn't be. So accidents happen, mm-hmm. but as a general rule, there are certain uh, consequences, procedural consequences, when when video footage is 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 missing um, or is cut short. Uh, there are certain ways to keep certain evidence out as far as a defense uh, from a defense standpoint goes um if that uh if that video footage is cut short and the person that's cutting it short is the defendant then that's that's a completely different thing you know oh. um that could also have obvious consequences which is why I say that could be very significant if in fact that's what's occurred in the, in the George Floyd case but i 
I stay away from I stay away from a lot of stuff that's that's going on in the news. I I have cases. If I were to start telling you about some of my cases that are in the news, you you'd be like, oh yeah, I heard about that. Oh yeah, I heard about that. But I don't talk about it. Right. right. Um, as a general rule, I mean, it's just not. Um, it's it's it's. So you know, I I I'm not really impressed by um. By a lot of what's what's. Uh, what's pushed in the, in the media. Um, I'm not, I'm not attracted to it. I'm not attracted to, to, to negative. I mm-hmm. think that we spend a lot of time focused on negative. I think that, you know, if you've got somebody that just took a lot of people's lives and, and just killed a bunch of people and you spend days, you spend hours and then days and then weeks talking about, about this person and what was wrong with this person mentally, we're not in, we're not in school of psychology. So, you know, as a general rule, the the majority of the public doesn't need to, to to try to understand the psychology of this nut. I think what's happening is you're promoting the act itself. You're pr- you're promoting the crime itself, and and you're you're giving a lot of attention to this. And people have the need for attention. You see a lot of people committing copycat crimes over and over and over again, doing the you know they just saw something. I mean. You're not that old. I'm not going to ask you uh, how old you are. Thirty-one. Perfect. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm a little bit older than that. Um, you know, my 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 oldest child is just just slightly younger than you right now. Um, so, you know, for me, when I was younger, uh, watching the news, it was a big deal. Like so and so just killed so and so. You know. It, so two totally different strangers, but it's like, oh my gosh, this person just killed this person. That was, you know, the what's needed to. Um, and we're way off topic now, so we should just cut these cameras. Just been talking and having a couple of drinks. But what's needed is is um, you know for 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 purposes of drawing attention. It's like the it's like these different news outlets. It's like they're in competition to 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 grab attention. the biggest yeah. ugliest stories yeah. out there and. Um, the shock value, getting back to what I was saying, the shock value, what's needed to, to, to rise to the level of something being shocking is really severe. Like you hear somebody went into his job and he shot a couple of people and you're like, yeah, I just heard that last week. And, you know, once upon a time, that was very significant. It was very, mm-hmm. very huge. It was very, mm-hmm. you know, wow, that is serious wow factor. And, and now it's just like, yeah, you know, another one of these, another one of these, you know. So now it now it comes down to, how outrageous does it have to be to really garner to to really grab the attention of 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 yeah. all these uh, of of the people that are watching this particular uh, uh, news outlet or or listening to it and and it's like a constant competition and I think a lot of this would would change because I think we're feeding into to the people that have these psychological issues because I don't think anybody that's ever doing this is psychologically right we're all we're all we're all, you know, a bit off. All of us are a bit off. At least the way I perceive it. I know I'm, I'm I know I'm very much uh, a bit off, which makes it a bit more than a bit. But, but, um, but we're all a bit off, right? And so, I think that that as a as a general rule, the people that are committing these crimes are 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 more. They're they have some serious psychological, you know. Mm issues mental emotional psychological issues driven issues that are that, that that bring them to a point where they can either justify this or justify doing something that they can't that they would not otherwise be able to justify and i think when you put this on on uh the news 
and you spend days talking about this, trying to understand, well, we found this in this person's bedroom, and we also found this, and the parents and the neighbors say this, and, and, and family and the workers, the mm-hmm. coworkers say this. Well, you know what? You just had 10 people that were killed by this guy. Why don't you say somebody with a, some serious psychological issues just went out and did something really horrible today? And, there was this, and as a result, 10 people died. And we want to focus on the 10 people that died. You know, this person, everybody that died is, is a father or a mother or a brother or a sister or a child or, or somebody or, 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 or a role model or something. You know, everybody's got some sort of story. And we just, we, we gloss over, we, we talk about the fact these people died and we maybe put their pictures up or maybe even put some brief title that's associated with this person. This person was a, is an is a off-duty police officer. This person is a school teacher. This person, but, but it's just very general and mm-hmm. it's very quick and then it's done. And then the whole focus is on the nut job that went ahead and and uh, I'm oversimplifying things and I shouldn't be throwing names out but the but the individual that did this horrible that committed this horrible act this horrible crime mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and we just focus on that and it's and it just draws so much attention so getting back to to what I was saying moments ago I just don't like watching I don't like watching I the news I just don't like I, I don't like the all the negative I I, I just and and if it was all positive news, nobody'd watch that because people just want to see the car accident. They just want to be. They just want to stop traffic and and check and see what you know how bad the accident was and does it appear that somebody got injured. You know, it's yeah. it just slows traffic. It slows life down. Uh, watching all this negative stuff, and I just don't like doing it. Okay, yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. Unfortunately, um, here's another dilemma. I, I recently learned that that cops can't pursue. Well, that's a big thing. If you're talking about if you're talking that's about in, in cars, yeah, it's a big thing. Oh, that's but yeah, it's, it's been a thing. Yes, it has. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah, it 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 um, it's been a thing um, for different for some jurisdictions. It's been a thing for a while, but it's certainly been a thing for years now. It's not it's not a new thing where you where you can't where you can't follow them because people have died. See, people have died in these high speed chases, um, and uh, um. It's it it brought a bunch of lawsuits, and then it 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 really a lot of people grew. You know, a lot of people were very concerned about the significance of these speed, these high speed chases in, in residential areas, for example. You know, highly uh, populated areas, and and the fact that there's no distinction being made, um, and and so one thing led to another, and there was just this overprotection, this 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 over. This overreaching protection for for other people, and I say overreaching, which isn't necessarily fair to characterize it that way. Um, but there's no balance of 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 reality in what we're dealing with, and we've got more carjackings than ever before. And that's how I heard. heard and about we it. and these and these these cars are being used to commit other crimes. They're being used to to go shoot at other people, um, to to you know to to. To, to do a whole number of different like smash and grabs, you know what smash and grab is? Yeah, these cars are being used for a whole ton of different things, and the police are only allowed to pursue the vehicle at a certain speed. And once it gets beyond a certain speed, and it changes from jurisdictions what they're what they're allowed to do and what they're not allowed to do. But once once they're no longer allowed to pursue, they just got to cut this. They got to cut cut the line, cut the fish loose, and the fish just swims away, and 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 eats other fish and does whatever the heck it's gonna do. Um, it's a uh, it's an issue. It's a balancing. It's it's a balancing act, and you know that's why I have so much concern about another thing that the the news are, that the news spins, which is this whole you know police uh, 
police brutality thing, police, you know, violating people's rights. Understand this. I understand that that happens. A hundred percent understand that. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a South Side. I, I've, 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 I've always been. Granted, it's a South suburbs, but I'm still like this is Chicago's. This is Chicago's South Side. It's not a, you know, it's it's a it's a it's a continuation of Chicago's South Side. These these South suburbs, and there's a lot that happens in these immediate South suburbs out here, and. Um, and I see a lot happening. I, you know, I'm very well aware of what's happening. I, you know, I, I, I've, I'm very familiar with, with these streets. I'm very familiar with that, with what happens out here. Um, and I, you know, um, I, I have a lot of traffic. I have a lot of noise. I have a lot of, you know, I'm not going to call it gossip, but I have a lot of insight into what's happening out here through the different connections that I, that I have doing what I do and for as long as I, I've done it. And I think that, you know, the, with, with this police issue, we've really, I think we're taking it to a whole other level. To an extreme. To, yes, to a whole other level that it shouldn't be taken to. You've got, you've got so many people that, that risk their lives to protect us every freaking day. I mean, there, there are some, there's some really bad areas where there's some there, people, you know, police put on, you know, put on their, their uniform and, and in certain areas put on their bulletproof vest on a, on a daily basis to go ahead and, and, and help to protect, to, to be able to give us some security in, in what would otherwise be a very unsecure, um, unstable uh, environment. And, you know, to paint a picture that, that all police are bad, and I know that's not the picture that's being painted, but that's, the, that's what is being deduced. That's, that's what people, that's, that's the general... Um, feeling or opinion of 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 so many people that are that are right now anti-police, and I think that it's it's horrible. It's it's just really really sad. I mean, what would happen if all these police one day said, "I'm I'm on strike. <laughs> I'm on strike." You know, you don't like it. You don't like what 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 I'm doing, or you don't like what we're, what we're doing, or you don't like the fact yeah. that I'm a police officer. I'm not showing up to work today. Call nine one one. No one shows up. So now all the different people that are saying, hey, you know, these police are way out of control and this shouldn't happen. Now what happens is somebody's robbing your house or, 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 or attacking you or, you know, um, pulling out a gun on you. Who are you, you going to call? I mean, this is not a, you know, this is not a uh, uh, situation that we, that we want to be in. This is not. And unfortunately, there's so much going on right now in this world. And we need, we need police. We need good police, you know, but we need police more than ever. I mean, and, and to go ahead and put a label on police because there are some people that in, in within the these departments that have that have committed acts which are which are very wholly wrong on on multiple levels. I, I get that. I they've violated people's rights. I get that. But that's not the general police mentality. So you are in effect you're 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 prejudging you, you, you this is a this is a serious prejudice um you're prejudging and i think it just it, it's it's so unfortunate so sad that this is happening because you've got so many get some you've got so many good police and and to go ahead and label uh police as a whole uh based off of the actions or of, of one or a few mm-hmm. and i'm not saying that there's just that there are only a few people in the united states uh that are police officers that have that have committed some of these 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 uh horrible acts but as a general, it's not the general. It's not the general police population that's that's acting this way. Mm-mm. So it's it's. But and I think, and I think, I think it's th- ignorant to, yeah. to to go ahead and and, and label 
uh, every one of them this way because Absolutely. you've because you're familiar with this story or that story. Yeah, I think people hold them to a higher standard. I get it, but you know but, what? They're yeah. they're people. I they're mean, they're pe- they're yeah. they're people, and they're people that chose, and, and some of them for for all the right reasons chose to go ahead yeah. and become a police officer so they could protect the general public. I mean, you 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 can't you can't just discount that. It's, Absolutely. It's not, if if somebody said, how much would somebody have to pay you to say, hey, I'm gonna I'm going to I'm gonna you know I'm gonna uh, I'm I'm going to give you a gun and I'm gonna give you a car to drive around in and I'm gonna give you a you know, uh, a, a bulletproof vest, and you got to go ahead and protect all these different. You got to protect all these different uh, people, and you ha- you have to go into hostile situations, and you have to where you could potentially get killed or shot at. I mean, how much would you would you require? Uh, you know, as, as payment, what would what would be what would be a sufficient amount? Because Vic, a lot of people are going to say, "I'll pass." I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, you know. I really appreciate the fact that 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 this is that this is a a job that needs to be filled, and I really appreciate the fact that this job exists. But uh, I'm not interested. So you've got some people that genuinely are are are, are interested for the, for that reason, and just with any profession, as I said earlier, there's a, there's a certain learning curve. So you know, you've, you've as a police officer, you can you can take whatever training you want, but you get in certain situations. And you're confronted with certain, you're confronted with these situations, and you have to act in a matter of seconds, and sometimes, you know, a millisecond. Um, and you have to, you have to make these decisions, and you know, they, they're going to be, they could potentially affect you, you know, the, the rest of your life, and, and affect other people. And it's not always fair. And, and I, again, I say this understanding that some of these things are not things are decisions that are made in seconds. Or, or their decisions that nobody could really understand why why somebody would have done what what was done, but you have but you have many of these uh, situations to exist where where you're making a decision and, and that 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 fast mm-hmm. that has to be made, and, and you you know you, you're hoping you're making the right decision, but it's not always the right decision, and I think that we. We tend to label and group people um, very quickly based on you know by some other people's actions and based on what you know what we understand the situation to be and it's yeah. that's that's one thing about my profession is that the the whole opportunity to actually have a trial to stand trial you have the absolute right to 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 to, to proceed to trial you know um, as a defendant you have the absolute right to say hey prove it. You have the absolute rights to be confronted by your accusers. You have the absolute right to, to, to cross-examine those accusers. You have the absolute right to, to to have the state, you know, put on their evidence because because that's 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 a quintessential, you know, constitutional right. But yet, you know, the the general public doesn't have. Uh, they're not. They're 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 passing judgment without a trial on on a person based off of the limited information that they know. Mm. And sometimes that information is not even correct. And then they're passing judgment on other people that happen to be associated with the people, yeah. um, whether those people were right or wrong. So I just think that it's 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 overkill. It's it's depressing. I think the word the phrase hate crime has been thrown around um, very frivolously recently, um, and I had to stop. I was like, I don't know if that was a hate crime. Like uh, until you hear like maybe racial slurs being thrown right. around, but maybe it was just unfortunate that this old Asian person was at the wrong place at the wrong time and this person who would have probably kicked anyone down mm-hmm. just happened to kick an Asian person during these anti-Asian, you know, up, uptick. And 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 people are getting it and they're running with it and sometimes it, it really truly is a hate crime and, and mm-hmm. sometimes it's not and it's just, uh, it's unfortunate because we are, 
we're so quick to things can go viral so fast. Oh yeah, absolutely, right, hundred percent. And you never know which things are going to. You go share viral. before you, before you read, before mm-hmm. you contextualize things. Yeah. Um. So the last thing I wanted to hop off. I don't know how long we've been. Maybe probably about eight hours. Yeah, I like. I can't read that thing. Two hours. Okay. Okay. So last thing we kind of talked about this before rolling. Um, but the bringing juries jurors back. Uh huh. How's that process been? Okay. So as as I told you, which is why you're probably my <laughs> oh. phone can only vibrate so many times for it falls off the Pac-Man machine. Apparently. Um, what was it like during the pandemic? Okay. So I was describing the pandemic. You 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 basically they put a halt. They you know to to all to yeah. all hearings and all trials yeah. for a while. Then they gradually started allowing hearings through Zoom. Okay. Um, and clients have to waive the the right to be present in person for those uh, hearings because you oh. have the absolute right to be, you know, confronted um, by your by your uh, accusers, for example. So if it's if in fact it relates to a defense matter, a criminal defense matter rather, um, you have the absolute right to be confronted by your accuser, to be in the courtroom, to be able to see oh. these people, to be in their presence, to be able to do that. Um, so that's very. It's very interesting. A lot of people would waive their 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 rights to be to doing these uh, hearings in person, and uh, and then they would be able to proceed by Zoom on hearings, or relatively uh, I'm not gonna say insignificant uh, trials, but charges that are not as 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 uh, severe as other charges. So like you know smaller uh, charged offenses, they were they were gradually starting to to do some of those trials mm. on Zoom if, in fact, the defense were uh, waiving. And this is for Cook County, by the way. These counties, like Will County, for example, you go to Will County, um, and it's like COVID what? I mean, I was there, I was, I was there right in the, you know, in the, in the heart of, like, COVID times in, in Will County and other attorneys that practice in Will and uh, will tell you the same thing where they're just completely, you know, they're, it's depending on what you're there for, especially the felony cases, they were just, they were completely open. So oh. you had a whole bunch of people in these, in these, uh, no, they, they did, they did, um, take measures to, okay. to, to help ensure safety, but still there's a, a good number of people that were in that building. And then you had other buildings that are, you know, within how many minutes away, completely closed down. We will not even be opening up the building at all. You had, you had, so within Cook County itself, you had different, uh, Cook County courthouses themselves that weren't even, that were, that were changing up how they were doing it. Um, uh, Bridgeview, I think, at one point had two judges that that uh, were were, um, and I could be wrong, but this is what I was told: uh, two judges that uh, both had contracted COVID, so they just closed. I mean, that that obviously had a significant effect on the on the courthouse. Uh, Markham had some some uh, um, some people in, within the courthouse that were. It seemed like COVID was spreading within the courthouse, so they just shut down, shut down. Mm. Um, you had for a while, you had the judges that were in. That were you had it so the judges were not even in the courthouse, um, and then you had just a couple of judges in the courthouse that were in their courtrooms, but nobody's allowed to enter the courtroom. Yeah, there's so many different levels of what's of what's transpired, what how this is, because it's basically like baby steps, right? You're, you're not familiar with, you don't have the answers. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever anticipated this. Um, well, the general public certainly didn't anticipate this, so you don't have any, you know, handbook. Mm-hmm. On on what you can you know what what you should and shouldn't do, so it's a lot of trial and error. Um, I guess appropriately that those words appropriately used since we're talking about law. It's a lot of there's 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 a lot of trial and error um, to be able to to uh, graduate. You know these different um, levels of 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 you know trying to get closer and closer it's back normalcy. to some sort of normalcy. Yeah. Um, and uh, I just recently. 
Um, my firm had the very first uh, jury trial um, in any, um, we, we just had a very first uh, criminal jury trial in any of the suburban Cook County courthouses. And we had the second jury trial, criminal jury trial in all of Cook County. Mm. And my guess is, uh, since we're doing criminal uh, jury trials, that I don't think they've even had any civil uh, jury trials because I, they've been so reluctant to do a jury trial, I can't imagine that they would have done any civil trials. So I think it's safe to say that we had the second jury trial period in all of Cook County and the first uh, jury trial in any of the suburban outlying districts of, of Cook County. I um, mean, it was very interesting. And the reason is because they had to give so much thought to what they were going to do to to try to pick to to try to make people safe and to feel safe under these circumstances. First off, let's just start with the jury summons. <laughs> I mean, you have to mail out. You're mailing out, you know, hundreds of jury summons and, and hoping that, you know, yeah, that 40, 50, 60 people make it to the courthouse. Yeah. Um. And then what are you gonna do as far as as far as you know a form of punishing those those people that you know or or you know, in, in some way, having some sort of consequence to those people that don't appear for, for jury service when they they personally don't feel safe doing this. And nobody's explaining to the jurors what jury service is going to consist of, or at least I don't I don't know of anybody that's that's explained that to the jurors. And even if it is in the letter, hey, look, we're going to do different things to, to mm-hmm. kind of safeguard, to, to, to kind of make sure that you're going to be fine. I don't think that jurors are even going to be looking at that so much as they're going to be thinking, okay, hold on a second, I'm showing up where, for what, you know. I, I don't, I don't think, I, I don't think the seventeen dollars uh, and change that they give uh, per day for being in in in, uh, in a juror in Cook County, I don't think that's what's attracting people to go to the courthouse. Um, but you obviously have a division of of of, of personalities and and um, opinions when it comes to COVID in general. So some people don't really. You know, certain people don't feel nearly as threatened by, by this, and certain people feel extremely threatened by it. But the question I was just posing a moment ago is, what are you going to do when they don't show up? Yeah, can you punish them? I mean, what, yeah, what are, what are you going to do? Like, mm. pre-pandemic, there's, there's different, there are different things, but what are you going to do right now? Like, they're genuinely scared. They don't want to come to court. What are you going to do? Yeah. No, we're forcing you to go to court anyway to, to preside over this case. Um, so that's, that's difficult. And you know what else is uh, difficult is, like, Knowing that certain people are going there, even though they don't want to be there, whose case does that help and whose case does that hurt if people want to get the heck out of there? Oh, yeah. That's also something which which has to be taken into consideration. And then you also have um, how they're conducting the trial itself. So what what was just done... And, and these other suburban courthouses were watching to see what was happening. We, we just, we had our jury trial in Bridgeview Courthouse, which is a fifth district of Cook County. Um, but all these other districts were watching to see what happens. And um, what was just done, um, people can't come, you, you can't have like a general audience. Like the general public can go in and watch these jury trials. They don't want the general public in the courtroom watching a jury trial because it's that many more people yeah. in the in the courtroom. So what they did is, and I thought it was very clever. They they took the uh, a good portion of the basement, this huge room in their basement, and they made it into like a jury viewing room so people could watch the trial. Then in the courtroom itself, they put a camera on whoever was going to be asking the questions, who the witness was, and the judge. So there's going to be a camera on the witness that whatever witness is testifying. The, the individual asking the questions, whatever attorney is asking the questions, 
and the judge. No camera on the jury for obvious, well, not necessarily obvious to the general public, but no, no camera on the jury. Um, and so that people that want to see their family member on trial or that or they're invested in this trial, you know, uh, emotionally for whatever reason, they can they can uh, observe it from a different room. Well, then that led to an interesting question because, you know, we usually bring a, a motion to exclude and then both sides will join in the motion to exclude. And what that means is you're bringing a motion. You're asking the court to exclude any witnesses that can be testifying from the courtroom. So. Um, so say, for example, there are three police that are going to be testifying. As a defense attorney, we don't want the police officers sitting in the room listening to each other testify so they, they can all make sure that they testify the exact same way. Mm-hmm. Instead, if they all witnessed it, if they all observed it, if they're all involved, they should be able to testify differently and all have the same type of testimony anyway. So, you know, we don't want uh, all the police in there, uh, so we bring a motion to exclude. The state doesn't want us to be able to have our witnesses hearing what each other are saying so they can also testify similarly. So they'll join in the motion to exclude as well. Well, since you're recording this and it's being shown in another room, how do you know that the people that have been excluded uh, aren't watching it? Yeah. And then there's an argument that's been made, well, can't we just watch this, you know, if it's going to be recorded, can we watch this like on a YouTube channel or something? Well, that's going to be very difficult to be able to regulate who is and isn't watching it. So, yes, there's an order out there saying that you're not allowed to to, to watch this. The witnesses are not allowed to watch this as other witnesses testify, but it... it it's not necessarily the most comforting feeling to the defendant knowing that this is being aired somewhere else in the courthouse or wherever it might be. So that's yeah. also very different. Um, what uh, what I found uh, difficult for me personally is, as I'm shifting in this chair, is sitting still, um, standing still, rather, when I'm asking questions. And the reason I have to stand still is because for one, the, the court reporter's on the other side of this plexiglass, so... Mm. I'm supposed to be speaking in front of the microphone that's oh. at this podium, even though my, my voice generally just, just makes its way around the courtroom because I'm generally a bit, a bit animated when I'm on a jury trial. Sometimes uh, maybe too much. Um, again, I'm seeing a counselor for that. So I'm, you know, I have issues. But, but what I'm saying is um, you have to keep your, your voice up loud enough uh, for the court reporter to hear it, uh, generally pre-pandemic, meaning, hey, make sure the court reporter can hear you, but during this pandemic, I was going to say post-pandemic, but we're still um, in it. But during this right now, during our current uh, status here, during our current state, you have to speak in the microphone because otherwise it doesn't really, it's very difficult for this court reporter to hear you. Um, and that's very difficult uh, to stand still in a particular area. Um, and also I think to be an effective lawyer, very often you have to have the, the, the you know, you should be able to roam the room. The, yeah. the room. Yeah. Uh, um, I want, sometimes I want to put a, a certain questions I want to be asking the witness, but looking at the jury while I'm asking the witness so I can see the faces of these jurors when this witness is testifying a way that I know this witness is going to have to testify, which I think is going to be like a wow factor for my case, and I want to be able to see the jury. Well, the jury is not all sitting in the pew, in the, in the jury box. They're sitting in the pews, too. So now the jury box, which typically seats 12 or 14 people. Oh, they people, spread them out. They have to spread them out, so they're oh. sitting in the pews. So they're sitting where people that would typically be in the courtroom gotcha. watching the case are sitting. Um, so they've got them spread out. So I also can't I can't necessarily see all the different jurors. And because we're sitting it with plexiglass dividing each one of us, mm-hmm. I can't even see them. When I'm sitting down, I can't even see all of them. Um, so hmm. there's a lot that has to be considered. And I really... 
I really give a lot of credit to the uh, to the administration, to, to all the different people that played a role in coming up with how to do this in the way that at least affects the, the, the rights of the accused in the way that, you know, it, it's, it's most beneficial to everybody involved because it's a very difficult um, problem to address. You know, how are you going to go forward with this? How are you going to reopen the courts? How are you going to be able to get, you know, reintroduce jury trials? Um, you know, back into to our way of our, our typical, you know, daily um, judicial process because they're very important for the reasons we discussed earlier. Um, you know, otherwise people just be sitting in, in jail indefinitely waiting for, for a trial. If, in fact, they want a jury trial, they're just going to be sitting there for no specific, you know, for no 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 set time to, until, they, until they're able to, to um, proceed with their trial and you know, till there's a, a decision to be made. Mm-hmm. So it's very, it's it's very, dis, you know, it's be very discriminatory um, to to continue on without having any sort of uh, rules with respect to these people that are that are in jail that don't have a choice uh, but to be there while their case is pending. Gotcha. So it's very interesting. And the last thing I wanted to say about it is that um, uh, one one other thing that I wanted to comment on that I thought was also very interesting what they did. Uh, they had clear masks that they gave out. So, um, so you so, can read lips or, yeah, so you can oh. see this whole thing was all clear plastic oh. and there was, yeah. So they gave up for the, like for the, I had never seen it either. And I thought <laughs> it was genius. Um, whoever came up with it, I thought it was genius. Um, and I thought it was really, uh, like I said, I was very impressed with the way that the court administration, the presiding judge was really, he was really, um, very determined to make sure that this was done as fair a setting as possible. The, the judge that was presiding over the case was, was very aware of the significance of what we were dealing with. And he was, he was also, you know, uh, um, he was also very careful to make sure that people felt like they were, you know, that, that everything was going in a, in a positive direction as best as possible to, to, um, to accommodate everybody's respective, you know, uh, yeah. Wishes of what they wanted to be able to do, what they wanted, how they wanted to be able to proceed with the trial. So it was very interesting. But it was very, very interesting because you know if you didn't have the clear mask, you wouldn't be able to see people's faces. So me t- talking to you like this, and and I'm, I'm on, uh, you're you're on trial, you're the defendant, and I'm talking about a situation, and the jury can't see my face and they can't see what my my reactions are. It really. It, it really, it's, it's, it's very difficult. You know, I love poker, for example, and, you know, a lot of poker players go with their glasses and they put their hoods on. They're trying to hide as much of their face as possible. And, and, and in certain respects, there's a certain, there's a certain correlation here as far as, you know, just, just how the significance of that and how it, how it plays a role in these cases going forward. So I thought it was very, that was very well thought out. It was very, very, uh, um, surprised to see just how well thought out it was but again there's still things there there's always room for for improvement when you're trying to deal with this because you can't have all these jurors together so you can't see everybody at the same time you don't get to see what's going on behind you when you're when you're asking a witness and and as as a as a trial attorney when when i'm when i'm doing jury trials i really want to be able to know who who you know whose attention i've grabbed on certain points so that was uh that was that was a bit difficult but overall i think it was it was a really good uh there's a positive experience wow helps we got our not guilty but positive experience all right (laughs) um i guess one sorry one last question it's like how how do you decide on your on your jurors oh it's a great question i don't know that i i don't uh, who are you looking at like you you have to understand is it very very case dependent you know it's like depending 
yes, there's a certain amount of it that's that's case dependent. That that's that's uh, that has quite a bit to do with what the actual charges are. You okay. know, um, sometimes you want women over men. Mm. Uh, sometimes you want um, older jurors over younger jurors, oh. and there are different reasons for that. And it's it's all uh, a certain amount of it's uh, you could attribute to experience yeah. in trying cases in front of juries and just knowing what certain what certain how certain people generally perceive certain things. Some of it you can attribute to just common sense uh, or personal experiences dealing with different different people and how they perceive this. Uh, sometimes it could be something just you know based on where somebody where somebody lives, where their where their actual residence is, because you they'll ask where these people are from. You know, you've got you've got somebody that's from the north suburbs, and you're mm-hmm. trying to have them understand the significance of what happened on uh, in the south suburbs, the okay. south side. You know, that that could be something where I don't really know that I want this person. And, you know, a jury is supposed to represent, it's supposed to be 12 members of your peers, so to speak. Mm. Um, so it's supposed to be 12 people that represent the community uh, around you. And that's not always the case. You know, if 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 you're a, um, if you're a uh, Mexican defendant and you don't see any Mexicans on the jury, you might feel like, hey, how is this supposed to represent my peers? You know, I, you know, I, sure. I, I, don't, I don't see how this represents my peers. It's not a representative uh, um, pool of people that that can can see, you know, can can understand my general life, or you know, my my, you know, what what growing up was like in my area, or whatever the case might be. And that's difficult. And you've got something called a peremptory challenge. So depending on um, depending on what type of case you're, mm-hmm. sorry, brother. No, you're good. You're good. Depending on what type of case you're, uh, you're, you're fighting, you know, depending on the significance, the level of the case, or a misdemeanor, or felony, and what type of, you know, depending on what what type of case you're fighting, you have so many peremptory challenges. Uh, peremptory challenges are basically where you could say, I don't want this juror, and not have to give any reason whatsoever why you don't say, want this juror. Say it slower. Peremptory. 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 Yes. Peremptory. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Actually, I I miss it. It's preemptory. 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 Oh, preemptory I've never challenges. heard of it. So okay, it's very um, interesting. Um, and so you have those, you have those, uh, um, you have so many preemptory challenges where you could just say, hey, I just don't want, I don't want, um, I don't want this person uh, presiding over my trial, and you don't have to give any reason. Um, so that's uh, that's pretty significant. So if your client leans over and says, I. Just don't, I don't like the way this person's looking at me. That's good enough. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, gotcha. Um, so cool. That no, that that uh, that helps. Yeah, That's and then cool. you have so many challenges for cause. If somebody cannot be impartial based on the questions that were asked, it's called voir dire. Voir dire is jury selection. Mm-hmm. If somebody cannot be um, impartial during the the questioning of the juror, the juror, that specific juror, they raise certain things in their in their answers, which leads you to believe that they can't be fair and impartial. Then you could potentially have them dismissed or removed for cause without actually having to use one of your challenges. So you have a limited number of challenges. Yes, that's what I said. Depending on what type of case and everything else, you have a limited number of challenges. Gotcha, gotcha. So, um, so that's that that obviously plays a, a role there as well. How often do jurors try to fake it to try to get out oh, of jury duty? Very often. Oh, very often. Yeah, very often. Very often. <laughs> Um, it's definitely not the norm. The majority of people don't do it, but oh, okay. I mean, it happens often enough. Oh, yeah. Do you make them still like sit or like? Well, depending just... on what 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 they're saying, oh, there's, okay. there's a number of different things that you know that that the states like I'm not buying that, or the defense <laughs> like I'm not buying that. You know, so 
And some of those people, you almost want to make them stay there just because you know they're, they're just so full of it. Um, but yeah, so you, you get to you get to remove them for either for cause, which is unlimited. If you have cause, <clears throat> cause objections where you can show that they can't be fair and impartial and oh, okay. to the satisfaction of the court, and the court also agrees with you that they can't be fair and impartial based on their answers. You can remove as many people as you want gotcha. that can't that, okay. that can't be there for 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 those reasons. Uh, but uh, but you know you have somebody that you get to discard just for whatever reason. Okay. Wow. Dave, cool. thank you so much. Yes, that was a lot. Absolutely. I was, thinking, I was thinking I was going to probably have to. That bed's not a. I mean that couch is not a fold. Oh yeah. So I was just wondering what the heck. You know, <laughs> sun's it's going down. Sun, yeah, sun's going down. But you know, in fairness, the sun was never out today, which is what we were talking about in the very beginning. But it has. Stopped raining, then started raining, and then stopped raining. It started raining several times, so we've 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 passed a certain uh, well certain weather. Thanks elements. for helping me navigate some of these difficult conversations. <laughs> I was helping you. Yeah, good. I thought I, was, I thought I was just talking, <laughs> just not not breathing. I thought a couple of times I was just like, "Well, what am I just saying?" I just keep on talking here. So I'm expected to look over and you say, Shut um, up time. "Yeah, keep up the good work." There's Thanks nothing for that. much more. Thanks. You're doing great work. Thank um, you. The the people's champ in a way you know it's just like uh, the people that someone I, I, that some I, people I, can come count on never had that title but it's it's a it's a fun title but <laughs> no i i you know we fight really hard so I, you know we 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 like i said we enjoy what we do which i think helps quite a bit we, we enjoy what we do we enjoy representing our our clients and, and fighting for our clients and so. where can people find you in what respect Vic? Uh, right here right here in this homewood office i'm generally here what, in 2001 south 2001 Ridge, Ridge Road, Ridge Homewood, Road. Illinois. But yeah. as far as online, um, we have uh, McDermottWins.com. I like saying that. I can say it a few different times. McDermottWins.com. Um, we have uh, we have our our ML, we have our McDermott we have McDermott Law Group uh, followings. We have McDermott. We have the uh, Facebook. We have TikTok. Also, not your typical attorneys.com. Typically, tell people yes. We have yeah. not your typical attorneys. Yeah, TikTok. <laughs> we have TikTok. We 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 want to try to make sure that we're we're that we're um, absolutely that we're out there. You know, so we we like branding and TikTok's a very like I said, it's a very unique type of uh, branding. Instagram. Um, so your not your typical attorneys generally points you in the general direction. Are we not your typical attorneys on Instagram? You are. You okay. are. Um, and but that's that's what we also are the website well. that directs to McDermottWins.com too. Cool. So not your typical attorneys.com. Cool. cool. Yeah, I don't even know all this stuff. I just, <laughs> I just uh, but uh, again, that's Jameson. That's the genius behind Jameson. It's not me, guys. It's not oh, me. it's the it's rerun. Okay, the back door. It's not my daughter. Um, well, guys, if you made it this far, thank you. Um, and. Uh, follow um, Dave on all the socials and stuff but I'll see you guys in the next episode right. ciao yeah. Yeah. Have a nice day.